Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash swoopsworld. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's audibletrial, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com forward slash swoopsworld. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Welcome to another edition of Swoops World, right here on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Swoops World, where you get all you need to know about arts, culture, news, and happiness. Our number, if you want to give us a call tonight, is 562-912-3444. You can always email us at swoopsworld at gmail.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Once again, if you want to give us a call, that number is 562-912-3444. Now just sit back and enjoy Another edition of Swoops World on the new Talk Story Radio Network. Another edition of Swoops World Late Night. It is Wednesday, June 18th, 2014. How's it going, Peter? Doing good. Looking forward to a busy night tonight. Uh, we got International Nova be our first guest. Running a little late, but we get a chance to chat with him in a little bit, uh, as well as um, hopefully Angela and Tara will be calling in, telling us about their row. Uh, they're out in the middle of the uh, ocean there. Uh, yeah. Almost, uh, not quite halfway, but uh, they're getting there. Yeah. Uh, from here to Hawaii, and then, of course, Anthony Davis will be calling in, chat with him. So uh, plenty of things on tap for the night, and, of course, T-Bone's timeout, brewskis, and all the other uh, fun and uh, frivolity we have here at the, uh, what are we in, Studio B tonight, huh? Yeah, yeah. What's happening with you, man? Not much, not much. First, uh, first week of the kids being off school, <laughs> probably, usually a little rough, to be honest with you. Uh, it's gone okay. Uh, had some busy times. We had Father's Day. Went down to San Diego. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That nice. Uh, World Cup is in full swing. World that's Cup is nice. uh, in full swing, man. Uh, daughter's in uh, camp. And uh, something else been going on. Hey, it's so, point is, it's been busy. It's been busy, but no, it's been good. So, uh, <laughs> you know, staying, uh, keeping it moving. Keeping it going forward. Looking forward to all of that, man. Uh, like I said, there's been some great games. And yeah. I'm getting riding in. I got I got a couple a couple bike rides in. How about Nothing yourself? more than a couple miles, like you know, to the store, to the yeah. to the pick up the kids, drop the kids off. Nothing of any significance. That's the downside the summer for me is uh, my daughter has the camps. Right now she has a camp that starts at twelve, so I got to get her ready. So that means you know she's young enough that I can't quite leave her alone. Yeah. Uh, so I don't usually get a lot of riding in this first month. But then her next camp is more of a nine to four, nine to five. So I'll probably I'll probably get some running in here soon, but just you know, getting that getting the getting the rhythm going, getting the kids off, and then going on the ride, and it just hasn't worked out. It's yeah, been hectic. I had a strange thing happen yesterday. I went for a ride, and um, you know we talked about the the headwinds, uh, especially along the LA River. Yeah, I took the and I took the the beach path to the LA River. Uh-huh. I actually had the the wind change directions on me three times. Oh. You know, coming and going. Yeah. Uh, I, I started off, and I was just ripping it. I'm like, 
I, I, I'm thinking I'm going to pay for this on the way <laughs> yeah, back. Right. And about the time I thought about it, I was going to have to pay for it on the way back, I started getting a, a crosswind, which kind of blowing me off oh. the path. And by the time I got down towards your end of town, I was riding dead into a headwind. Ah. And then uh, the ride back, total opposite. <laughs> it's the exact same spots. Everything happened the same way. And then uh, back on the bike path, uh, one way, you know, it's hitting the headwind coming, uh, I guess, I'll call that westbound on, right. on the bike path. So, but uh, it was really, it was weird. It was a weird day. It's crazy when you get that. Yeah. The best is when and this has only happened to me like three or four times that I can really remember. And when you have the wind behind you, you stop somewhere, you hang out long enough that when you get back on, the wind's totally switched. Uh-huh. That's a sweet thing. It de- almost never happens. No, it never uh, happens to me. That's for darn sure. I, mean, like I, said, I can remember like a handful of times where like that happened, but. Yeah. Uh, when it does, it's sweet. Usually, it seems like it's the other way around. <laughs> you had the wind against you, and you thought, "Oh, I'm gonna turn around," and then it shifts just enough. Yep. It's not necessarily against you, but it's not helping you either. Not at all. <laughs> that seems to happen more often than anything else. Exactly. Yeah. Let's take a quick first break, and uh, you know, we're gonna play one from uh, Sister Speak, and uh, they got a gig coming up, and not this week, but next Friday, the following Friday, not this Friday, but the following Friday, they'll be at the Wits Inn in Venice, and uh, we've been invited. Uh, but uh, check out Sister Speak, uh, the past guests. I saw them recently at the uh, San Diego Art Walk. And, uh, just a good, uh, good group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love them. This is Sister Speak. This is called Her Heart's Made Up. And we'll be back after this.
So, man, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I know you're from uh, from uh, Brooklyn, right? No, no, I'm actually from the Bronx, the Bronx, Bronx, New York. Yeah, I South Bronx, you know. <laughs> tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. How you got started in music? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an upcoming artist from New York City, from the Bronx, to be exact. Um, signed to Monarchy Records. You know, I've been kind of doing this music thing for a while. Um, I had a couple of number one hits overseas. Netherlands, Japan, Switzerland, and just been grinding, you know, just trying to put that work in, man. And, um, you know, right now I've got an album in stores, uh, entitled Point of Return. Got Hussein Fatal from The Outlaws, Tony Sunshine, a lot of different dope artists on there. And just, just really working and, you know, just trying to make a name for myself. Nice. What? Uh, who are your influences in music as you were growing up? Uh, Tupac, man. Tupac is my, 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 my biggest influence when it comes to, uh, to, to this music thing. Yeah. And what what made you get started? Uh, did you start writing uh, writing music, uh, writing songs, writing poetry? What was your first uh, step into this? Uh, well, honestly, I think you know I started doing the poetry thing, um, but really what it was is I was just hanging around a lot of uh, upcoming dope artists and you know, pretty well known artists at the time, and they kind of you know pushed me to go ahead and do the music thing and and you know fit in naturally, I guess. Wow. 
What, uh, when it comes to uh, sitting down and, and creating, uh, what kind of what kind of motivates you and what kind of inspires you? Um, you know what? A lot of times with me, man, it, it comes down to the music. You know what I mean? If the production is there, if the production is on point, you know, I can write a whole song in 10 or 15 minutes. Um, and, you know, sometimes you've got to be in that vibe and that right zone, and, and the music definitely does that for me. Yeah. Do you work with uh, do you do you work with your your own uh, a lot of guys we talk to uh, especially in in the hip hop world uh, they come in with beats they 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 work with other people's beats and 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 rhythms and stuff like that and then put the lyrics to it uh, some of them create their own where are you in that uh, in that style? Well, I, I was pretty blessed man, and that you know because we had a lot of overseas success early. A lot of the overseas producers, um, you know, would always send me records and send me beats. And, um, you know, even here in the States and, and, you know, from the East to the West, I got a lot of producers that, that just, you know, they're down to work and they want to be a part of what I'm doing. So I've been blessed with that fact. But, you know, aside from that, I mix and master my own music. I engineer my own music. Uh, so, you know, I'm very hands-on when it comes to the music itself. Right. When you uh, when you first started out and you were performing, I know I, I noticed on your website you've you've opened for and, and, and performed with a, a lot of well known artists. Give us a little insight of what that experience is like. I mean, were you were you did you start off, you know, doing things with the fellas on the streets, and then uh, and you made your move, and the next thing you know, you looked up one day and you're on stage with with people you recognized. Uh, walk us through that. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it was kind of funny because when I first came into the music scene, I came in as part of a group called Street Corner. Um, so, you know, for us, success happened pretty quickly once we became a group. You know, I mean, we had like two or three songs recorded and we were performing with Mario and Pitbull and, and Flo Rida and different artists like that just off those two or three songs. And we opened up for Little Wayne and Rick Ross. So for us, it kind of happened pretty quickly. But at the same time, you know, it was one of those things that it, it took the time to really build the brand and build a name. Right. And, uh, you know, you go from, from, from rapping in your dorm room in a closet in a booth <laughs> or a makeshift booth, you know what I mean? We, we had we had bed sheets that we, we used to, like, kind of hang over each other to make that kind of like a soundproofing type of <laughs> type of thing. And, and now that I think back at it, it was, it, was, it was funny as hell, man. Like, you know, just thinking back, it must have looked crazy. Um, but, you know, that's where we came from. And we wanted it so, so bad that, uh, you know, we would do things like that. And to go from that to recording in Million Dollar Studios, and having my own studio, it's, it's, it's pretty dope. I ain't going to lie, man. It's pretty dope. It's a great feeling. It's, a, it's an even better feeling to know that, you know, I'm reaching the audience and I'm reaching fans and supporters. And to me, that, that makes it all worth it. Right. When you, uh, it's one thing to perform to, uh, to people in your, in your hometown, your home country and stuff like that. What's the vibe like when you went overseas? Well, you know, it, it's been several years since we, since we actually went overseas. Um, Again, I was part of the group when I did it, but it, it was dope, man. It's it's funny to not know the language that somebody's speaking, but at the same time, you do know the language because the language is music. You know what I mean? So right. it's funny to to get a call. Again, I remember one night I was sleeping and I got a call like four in the morning from a friend of mine who was in the army, and he was stationed in uh, Japan at the time, and he's. He's calling me. He's like, dude, I'm in a club and they're playing a record here in Japan. <laughs> and um, that that was, you know, that was a pretty crazy feeling. But I mean, it's one of those things, man. Like, as long as people support what you're doing, like, it, it, it's a blessing. It's a blessing. When you go from a group, you know, you were you're part of a group and, and you guys, you guys had some success. And like you said, you got your stuff playing overseas, and you're opening for a well-known, well-known, well-named artist. And now you're you're stepping out kind of on a solo thing. Uh, what's that transition like? 
it's different. I mean, you know, when you're used to being on stage with four or five guys and, and just a bunch of people, it's different to kind of have the, the spotlight just be on you. Um, so, you know, that part of it took me a little bit to get used to. But, um, you know, I've always been a workaholic, man. I've always been a studio rat. I'm always in the studio. Um, so that part to me was natural. It was just, you know, the, 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 the humble part of you kind of had to take a back seat sometimes and kind of bring it all in and give out that persona that, that you have to, to kind of make it happen, you know? Right. When you, uh, when you, uh, a lot of times we talk to people and, and they say, you know, that have gone, uh, from group to solo, they said similar things that you said. Uh, they also said that they uh, it actually learned to stretch, uh, and uh, improve on their own ability because they didn't have anybody else to rely on for you know certain sounds or certain notes and and things like that and they, and they had to uh, to kind of learn to do those things on their own. Did you did you find that a similar uh, thing for you? Yeah, you know it, it's kind of funny because that that's very true. You know, what I mean, um, especially when you're in a group and you're surrounded by different people, everybody kind of brings their own flavor to the whole mix. So um, when it's just you by yourself, you definitely have to kind of reach out and kind of jump out of your comfort zone. And, and and really make those things happen, you know. Yeah. Now you have you have a new uh, you have a new album coming out. Uh, how long have you been working on this one? Uh, well, the, the new album that we just dropped in September, uh, this past September, Point of Return. Um, I completed that album in about six six seven months. You know what I mean? Um, we got seventeen songs on there. Um, it, you know, again, I, I was hugely influenced by Tupac, so for me to get one of my favorite outlaws on the album, Fade, was pretty dope to me. Um, but, you know, it was definitely one of those things, man, that you kind of, you bust your behind trying to get the album done. And, and when you're an, and, you know, when you're an upcoming artist and an indie artist, you really kind of go the extra mile because you're doing the mixing, you're doing the mastering, you're doing the engineering, you're doing this, you're doing that. So it was definitely, um, a labor of love, man. But, you know, I think the album came out dope, getting a lot of dope, dope reviews. So, um, to me, you know, I, I think it's worth it. I think it's definitely worth it. One of the things we talk to uh, uh, to a lot of indie artists, and one of the things that we always ask them about is, you know, music is a business, and uh, as an artist, uh, yeah. being, being a creative person, a lot of people leave that, you know, leave that business hat off and keep that creative hat on. But as an independent artist, you got to do, you got to wear a lot of different hats. Uh, do you travel that road well? Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's you definitely hit that on the head. When you're an indie artist, you kind of have to do everything, and for me. That was one of the things that I, I definitely have to thank Rainy Davis, um, the legendary Rainy Davis, people want because they, you know, we, we kind of came up under the, under them as a group, and they taught us and definitely taught me a lot of the business of music. And, um, you know, I soaked a lot of information in from them. So when I stepped out on my own, you know, the transition was a little easy when it came to the business side because I already knew what certain things should be and how they should be done. Um, but it's definitely, you know, it's, it's a lot of work, man. It's one of those things that, you know, if you got a full-time job, you're working a full-time job, but then you're also working a full-time job at night doing this music thing. So, right. uh, you know, it definitely takes a lot of effort, a lot a lot of struggle, a lot of pain, a, a lot of sleepless nights. Um, but like I said, once you get that love from the fans, it, it definitely makes it all worth it, you know? Yeah. When it, uh, uh, you know, you spend a lot of time in the studio and, you, and then you have to go out there and perform for people to see and, and hear and, and get and get behind your music and they want to buy it and want to listen to it and want to hear it. Uh, do you have a preference, uh, the studio over uh, live performances or live performances over the studio or equally? Uh, what, what do you what do you prefer? Well, it's, that's a good question. I mean, to me, I think it's kind of two different highs. You know what I mean? So to be on stage and to vibe out with the audience and 
that he, that's just pure joy, pure fun. You know what I mean? When you're in the studio, it's kind of a, a labor of love. You know what I mean? Because you, you could be tired, you could be exhausted, but you know, like you have to get this record done, and it has to sound a certain way. Um, and once you get it to sound that way that you want it, that's also like a, a natural high. So um, they're both they're both beautiful feelings. Um, I think they're kind of two different spectrums, though. Um, but they're both equally as dope to me. One of the things that uh, we always uh, ask people about uh, is, uh, you know, as as artists, as, you know, no matter what part of the arts you're in, you know, when you're when you're creating, it's your labor of love and it's your baby. Do you have a hard time? And a lot of people, a lot of artists have a hard time saying it's done. Do you? Uh, is you find that difficult to say, okay, this one's done, and uh, you know, it's a wrap on this, and let's move on to the next one, or do you always listen back and say, oh, I should have changed this, or I need to change that? <laughs> Everybody that knows me, man, I, I'm, I'm a perfectionist. Um, I, I tend to go back to a record about 100 times and try to, you know, add and tweak and, and do a, a different mix. And, you know, sometimes as an artist, you have to kind of understand that you have to move on to the next thing. You know what I mean? Um, but, again, because we do every, every little part of it as an indie artist, it's kind of one of those things that it's never perfect until it's perfect. Right. Um, if, if that makes any, if that makes any sense, but you know, um, yeah, sometimes you kind of have to just move on and, and let it be. <laughs> True that. Uh, 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 now you kind of drive yourself crazy. <laughs> Now, do you, do you do do you produce your own things? Because one of the questions I, I want to follow up with, you once you tell me that is, is a lot of times uh, we've talked to artists that say, you know, I, I I work with producer, but I have a hard time taking taking that direction. And some people say, no, what I, I pick producers that I have total faith in, and whatever they say is, say goes, I I can live with them changing my 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 song or my material. Do you do your own production? And if not, do you work with producers? And do you have a difficult time uh, taking that kind of direction? Well, I'm I'm very hands on. I mean, I, I do produce. I, I don't produce as much as I used to, but I, I definitely do produce. Actually, I did one of the records on my album uh, called Hush. But I'm I'm very hands on. So it's like even if I don't produce a record, and let's say somebody else did, I'm still gonna co-produce that record because once I get into the into the actual studio and I add my vocals, I twist things, you know, I twist things around. I may take a sound out. I may add some sounds. Um, so I'm very hands on with the project of the records. And the producers, um, it's funny because I guess since I'm so hands-on with the records, the producers let me do everything. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, oh, here's the beat, here's the instruments, do what you think sounds right. And they trust my ear, and I trust their ear as well. So it, it always works out. Nice. We are going to take a quick break, and we're going to play one. Uh, if you want to mention, tell us anything about it, we're going to, uh, we're going to play uh, Photogenic. Uh, and uh, anything you want to tell us about that before we, before we put that on? Well, definitely, definitely. Florida Clinic is definitely for my ladies. You know, I love the ladies. Hopefully the ladies love me as well. Um, you know, it's one of those records that, again, the music spoke to me. Um, and it features Zayn, who's Ice-T's artist. Um, very, very dope R&B singer. And, uh, yeah, it's my first single off the album, Florida Clinic. Excellent. You're listening to Swoops Rolling Talk Story Radio Network. We're here with International Nova. We're going to take a quick break and listen to Photogenic. Back after this. Exactly. Uh, 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 
Oh yeah, she's so bad A supermodel on that runway so fat ha, She got the six inch heels But shorty looking right, got her trying to feel But real quick, take a photo And bend it over, shorty, damn, that's a photo ha, I throw the bands for that promo Bands that make a dance, I get a dance So it up, go, 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 go down And put it on me, shorty, slow down ha, I put it down for the night But she can get it anytime, hit it on sight Inside of her, I think this girl, she's the right one. Miss Photogenic, hold it down with the Nikon. is a guided meditation on parenting. Take a deep breath in and let go of the time you and your son played basketball and you attempted to slam dunk. Or when you hit that piñata into your neighbor's yard. Let it go. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. 
look for a little rock. Now you can share the topics that drive the discussions of your favorite talk shows with TalkStream Live's topic-driven talk radio. we got to talk. Let's take a drive. List and promote real-time talk radio topics or post the topics that you want to hear. Hot topics are tweeted and retweeted and include simple click-to-listen audio links. The future of talk radio is topic-driven talk radio. Well, that's what I call real drive. Available now at TalkStreamLive.com. Talk Story Radio. What's up, guys? This is Jarrett. This is Patrick. This is David. And we are Haster, and you're listening to Swoops World Radio. Yeah, baby. We're on the Talk Story Radio Network. We're here live with International Nova. Welcome back to the show, man. Hey, what's up, guys? Nice song, man. We loved it. No, thank you, man. Thank you. We, uh, one of the questions I like to ask people is, when you, a lot of these times uh, in this day and age, you know, everything's you know on the Internet and stuff like that, so you know, with, with music comes videos, and I, I know you make some videos. Do you like that process of making videos, and do you like the, the acting part of that? Um, I like, you know... To be honest, because I'm so hands-on with everything, I mean, to me, like, it's all the same thing. I love making videos. I love being in videos. Um, I think as an artist, it's pretty dope because, you know, when you're in a studio, you come up with your own concepts, and you already have a visual for what the record, you know, for what, what you want the record to be. So once you do your own video, it's like all comes in a full circle. Right. Do you, uh, do you like you said, you're hands-on. Do you, uh, do you get involved in the camera angles and the lighting and all that stuff, too? Yeah, I'm actually I'm I'm very hands on, you know. And for somebody who who never learned it or who never went to school to learn it, um, I'm very technical with it. You know, I, I do a lot of research, a lot of uh, tutorials, things like that. And and you know, I think anybody who sees one of my videos can tell it's, it's very high quality videos. Coming from the Bronx, there's a lot of there's a lot of artists that have come come from the Bronx or near the Bronx and stuff like that. Uh, what's in the water there, man? What, what makes uh, what makes it so prolific for uh, putting out a uh, uh, artist? Well, I think, you know, we have a lot of artists, man, that um, really, you know, paved the way for, for hip-hop. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't realize Tupac was from the Bronx. You know, we have Big Pun. You know, even going back to a lot of the, the, the old-school pioneers of the hip-hop thing, you know, I, I don't know. I guess I guess something is in the water because, you know, we all come up with this whole hip-hop mentality. And, uh, you know, New York does definitely produce a lot of great hip-hop acts. Yeah, definitely does. When... Uh... <clears throat> When you're, uh, you were saying you were, you were talking uh, previously about uh, you released this uh, album in uh, September. It's been getting a lot of write up and stuff like that. Have you gone? Have you been doing a lot uh, uh, performing, doing a lot of gigs uh, behind it? Yeah, yeah. You know, we're definitely trying to promote this this project as much as possible. Um, photogenic, you know. Thank, thank God, it's definitely picking up a lot of radio speed. Um, we're about to drop the new single uh, sometime in the next month, month or two. Uh, with myself and Perfect Godson. That's also a crazy, you know, club record. But um, yeah, we do a lot, a lot of spot dates, a lot of promo events, a lot of hosting. Um, you know, if something's going down, man, I, I, I want, I want in, I want a part of it. So I'm everywhere right now. Yeah. 
When we talk to uh, independent artists, uh, one of the big questions that comes up a lot is, is finding places for gigs. And now you're in a different, you're pretty much in a different genre than a lot of the ones we, we've t talked to recently, or fall into the singer-songwriter category. And, and you know they're trying to you know find places to play and you know doing a lot of coffee house things and, and a lot of uh, here in LA there's a lot of clubs that kind of spotlight the singer-songwriter thing. But behind that uh, comes the uh, the pay-to-play or or you have to bring you know you have to guarantee so many people showing up and things like that when it comes to you know the, the music you're doing and, and the genre you're in do you run into the same types of things and is it difficult to find places to go out and showcase your music well you know what I think in the beginning it definitely was um, you know I, I've been blessed enough to we pretty much performed at every single major venue in New York City um, I've won every major showcase in New York City within the past several years. So I've been lucky enough to have gone through that circuit and, you know, came out doing pretty well. Yeah. So at, at this point, you know, it's not it's not hard at all at this point, to be honest with you. Um, not to sound, I guess, arrogant or anything like that, but, um, you know, I, I get a lot of calls um, every week, you know, to, to come do an event here, come do an event there. Um, you know, a lot of people respect my grind and, and, and my hustle and my mentality. Um, so, you know, thank God for me it's not hard, but in the beginning it definitely was. You know, I, I think coming out, especially coming out of New York City, just trying to be heard is um, a struggle in itself. Yeah. You know, there's so many artists out here, you know, everybody plus their mom wants to rap. And, <laughs> you know, it, it, it becomes over. Any, uh, any, uh, anything on the horizon for the West Coast? I think we lost some You know what we'll do? Uh, we'll play, we'll play uh, another one from International Nova, and uh, hopefully we'll get them back and we'll come back and continue this interview. You listen to Swoop Swirl on Talk Story Radio Network, and uh, this one is uh, Mansions and Automars. Back after this. Six 
Wake up in that morning, you can hide our rendezvous Your body's banging, hip or knocking, we can make our own scenes Baby, keep it quiet, cause them neighbors, they be hearing things let me massage your body, we can make this all night Show me, just don't tell nobody Lay in your back, caress your spine, baby, at your own pace We ain't gotta rush, ma, I can make this all day So give me one night, I guarantee I can blow your mind I can make this last your whole life To that white sand, somewhere with nice things To the moon and the stars Diamond rings and shiny things I go to school with your children. We say the Pledge of Allegiance together. I'm one out of every four children in America, and I'm struggling with hunger. I'm lucky to grow up where I could be whatever I want. I want to grow up and be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for kids like me. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Where do you want to go to lunch? I'm having a stroke. Did you hear what I said? I'm having a stroke. Why aren't you answering me? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T, time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. Hey, this is Sharp Moe on the Wall. You're listening to Swirl. Hello. And welcome back to Swoop Show on the Talk Story Radio Network here with International Nova. And uh, you're back, man. Yeah, man. Sorry about that, man. You know, I try to always be stationary when I'm doing interviews. Uh, but I had some some issues, so I'm kind of on the move right now. So I apologize for that. No problem, no problem. Uh, Peter here said it sounded like he went through the tunnel, man. He must be in the subway. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm actually driving through the major deacon in the Bronx. <laughs> hey, uh, the question I was asking you when we got cut off is: uh, any chance you, you, you're coming to the West Coast anytime soon? Yeah, definitely. Well, I was actually just out there a few months ago. Me and uh, Shorty Mac were working on a project together. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, I will actually be out there in July. I, I'm doing a uh, I'm doing a project with Rat Pages Magazine, so um, you know I'll definitely be out there in July showing that. Nice, nice, nice. When uh, uh, when I know you do a lot of stuff in the, in the New York area and stuff like that. Do you uh, do you do a lot of stuff up and down the East Coast there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I've done shows. I've done shows pretty much everywhere in the U.S. 
um, in the past few years. Uh, recently, due, you know, because of the album and the promo, we've been all up and down the East Coast, uh, the Carolinas, of course, New York, Connecticut, you know, tri-state area, Florida. Um, I'm actually personally moving down to Atlanta this weekend. Um, so, you know, from now on, I'm going to be, I guess, a uh, Atlanta native now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, yeah, you know, I've pretty much been everywhere, man, just promoting and working and, and you know, just grinding. Wow. Now, Atlantic's, Atlanta's uh, has a, has a, a big-time music scene. Are you, are you going there to, to, to continue to work on your music or just just going there for other reasons? Um, you know what? It's partially music, partially, um, you know, I, I just kind of want to relax and, and be able to relax and come home and have, you know, a nice home to come to. So living down south definitely does that for you. But, um, you know, the music, the music thing is definitely a focus, and that's definitely, you know, one of the big reasons why I'm making a move. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to your music, uh, you know everybody has a different way of working, and, uh, and we kind of touched on it a bit about the things that inspire and whatnot. Do you uh, do you have a set pattern? Do you say I have to I have to write some music daily or weekly or something like that, or do you do you do things just come to you? We talked to some uh, uh, artists who talked about, uh, hey, every time I'm on the freeway, uh, you know, I get a beat and uh, I got to kind of write it down or, or put uh, put it in a memo. And, uh, and then I come back and come back to it later on. Uh, other people talk about they have to train themselves to write something daily or weekly and stuff like that. What is your process? Um, I'm all about the vibe, man. Like, I got to be in that vibe to, to, to want to do a record. I've always told people, like, I don't really like to do or rely on schedules. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, some people, some people have to have a schedule, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, studio. I don't do that. Um, I like to get in the studio. If I can vibe out, I'll vibe out. I can do, you know, I'm the type of person that if I'm in that zone, I can do one song a week or I can do 10 songs a week or 20 songs in a month. Like, it really depends on my vibe. It really depends on the music. I don't like to write outside of the studio. Um, you know, again, to, to me, it's all about being in that vibe and that, in that zone. Yeah. When it when it comes to deciding that, uh, you know, it's time for, time for an album, I guess that process ramps up then. You're spending a lot more time in the studio to keep, to get those get those songs together to get that album together and then you do when it's not you're not working towards uh, that goal at, the, at this particular time exactly exactly i mean you know one of the great things about having your own studio and your own home studio is that you can wake up at four in the morning have an idea and just jump in the recording booth and knock it out yeah. um you know so that's one of the, the advantages of being an indie artist and having you know your own mobile recording studio or your home studio where you can just, you know, you wake up, make some pancakes, and knock two verses out. Um, it kind of works out that way sometimes, you know? <laughs> having, having been uh, with a label and, and, and now kind of doing things on the independent tip, uh, what, are the, what are the positives and negatives of each? Um, I mean, you know, there's definitely a lot of, negatives, a lot of negatives and positives to both sides. Um, you know, with the major label, of course, you have the marketing and the promotions and things like that. Um, and, you know, and, and, and the radio budget. Um, with the indie side of things, um, you know, the funds come a lot more scarce, a lot, lot, a lot, a lot scarcely. Um, everything is really about your grind. Um, you know, to me, the biggest thing this is the marketing and promotion. You know, without that, things are a lot, lot harder. Right. Um, and to me, that's, that's the biggest thing. I mean, you know, when you're an indie artist, you kind of go on your own, your own tantrum. Um, you control your music. You can pretty much do what you want. Um, with the major labels, you kind of have to obey, you know, their scheme of things and, and how they, they like to groom their artists. Right. Um, 
I think, you know, there's positive and negative to both. It really depends on what, you know, what your, what your mind state is. When, uh, yeah, and you're right, and, and, and the, the, two are, the two are different in ways and, and the same in other ways, um, but it, you have to take, you, have, you know, as an independent artist, you have to take charge of your own career and, and take charge of and have to have that, uh, what do you call it, the, the desire to do, to do a lot of the things that you really wouldn't have to uh, otherwise. Um, what, exactly. keeps you, what keeps you motivated? To be honest with you, man, just the, the, the support and the love that I get from fans. Man. I've always said that, you know, even if I only reach one fan, that's one more than I thought I would ever reach. Yeah. Um, so to me, just the love of, of the fans and the supporters, um, you know, to log on to, to, to get into your social media daily and see different messages from fans and just different people that support what you're doing, it makes it all worth it. You know, the long nights in the studios, the days of our sleep, the, the, the long days where you have an eight because you've just been working on that one song or, the, or those two songs, it makes it all worth it. Do you, uh, you, say, you mentioned social media, and that's another topic that comes up a lot. Do you do you embrace it? Uh, you know, we hear people talk about you know it's it's one of those things they have to do. Uh, there are times when they just they say you know I, I don't mind jumping on there you know daily to do what I got to do to help promote myself and stuff like that. But then you hear people talk about you know I'm just overwhelmed with it. I'm tired of it. It's just it becomes overwhelming with you know you got Facebook, you got Twitter, you got SoundCloud, you got this, you got that, and uh, and, and takes away from their creativeness. Yeah, I mean, it um, it it it, it can go both ways. It can go both ways. Um, you know, it's 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 really again your mind state, man. I think that with me, I, I social media is very big for me, and it's one of those things that um, it adds to the international Nova, uh, just the brands. You know what I mean? Um, again, being an indie artist, you have to have that social media presence. Without that, um, it's very hard because again, there's no marketing, there's no promotion, um. You know, everything is, is reaching the fans out individually and just being personable. Nice. Uh, you know, we've tried to cover a lot today and, and talk about everything you want to talk about. Is there anything that we haven't yet hit on that you want to talk about? No, no, I mean, I, I just want to thank you guys for having me on the show, man. You know, um, being an indie artist, uh, to get the support from different stations and different hosts in different cities is very big. So I, I just want to thank you for having me on. Oh, a pleasure. Thank you, because we, we truly support indie artists and uh, like what you're out there doing. Uh, if people want to get a hold of you, I know you got websites and stuff like that. Let's throw let's throw those things out there so people can find you. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's you know, the, the Twitter, Nova BX Prince, N-O-V-A BX Prince, uh, Instagram, International Nova, Facebook, International Nova. Um, pretty much everything is International Nova. My Vivo, International Nova, YouTube, International Nova. Um, I try to make it pretty simple. You can find me everywhere. Google me. Uh, and my website is internationalnova.com, itsinternationalnova.com. Again, you know, worst comes to worst, you can always just Google, put my name in there. A lot of things will pop up. I try to uh, update my social media all the time. So, um, you know, there's always updates on there. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you so much, brother, for joining us tonight. And uh, good luck to you. Keep up the good work, and uh, we'll be looking out for you. Thank you so much, man. You guys have a good night. All right, thank you. This is on the Talk Story Radio Network. That's International Nova, and you can uh, you heard the, you heard the websites and stuff like that. If you if you didn't catch all that, you can go to Swoops World homepage, see where it says International Nova on Swoops World Late Night. Click on that, and there's a link in there to his website, and from there you can find everything else. We're gonna take a quick break. Listen to Fat Reggae Dub Status. This is called Back to the Pad, and we'll be back after this. <laughs> Thank you. 
just got to class, I just smoked some gas Holy shit, I graduated, how the fuck did I pass? Cause time shoots by like a star in the sky And with this mic in my hand, yeah, that's how I'm passing by You're hearing this because you found out that I write A story about my life, simply one at a time So now it's back to the pad again Smoke out with my dad again, someone hit up more Cause I need myself a Heineken, got a pack of ball Can't give it up and lend with no reason to be pet Because this is a godsend, back to smoking buzz out hard Cough, check my card, questions about my life Well, my music takes me far Because there's nowhere I'd rather be Chilling with my friends in the city by the sea Cause there's nowhere I'd rather go With a one-way ticket on my way back to home So now Southern California where the music's always pumping The party's always down and the bass is always thumping So now bump up the music and turn it up loud Rolling through your town, we be raising up a crowd Up tall in this life that I'm living Thrown into a pond and now I'm the fish that's swimming In a fucking abyss Cause you're taking away from every person that I'm missing And you're thrown into a situation Surrounded by Christians who are telling me the road to take Make no mistake, I've got to make my grand escape To find the truth, no person can tell me what to do Cause I'm telling you how the fuck it is Cause this Christian religion, church affiliation All of these are nothing that I'm used to But my open mindedness is like a weapon that I can't use There's nowhere I'd rather be Chilling with my friends in the city by the sea Cause there's nowhere I'd rather go With a one-way ticket on my way back to home So now Southern California where the music's always pumping The party's always down and the bass is always thumping So bump up the music and turn it up loud Rolling through your town, we be raising up a crowd I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the (laughs) ShelterPetProject.org. 
It's time to change your mundane radio listening schedule. Submit to the Robin Trap Show for your organic, entertaining radio experience. I actually love doing the Robin Trap Show. It's very freeing. There's a freedom there. I feel like I have a voice, and that voice is not restricted by anything. I love the unrestricted access I have to all sorts of people out there. The filters come off when the microphones go on, and I think our listeners feel that and vibe off of that. The reason I listen to the show is because it's an interesting mixture of misfits, both on the uh, radio end and on the listening end. It makes you feel less like a misfit when you're listening. Somehow it works. I listen to your show because I just think it's two kick-ass guys and it's way back. And I kind of prefer like the randomness. You guys just go with it. I like the celebrity interviews you do. I like the fact that you guys are irreverent about it. You know, you don't kiss anybody's ass. And and you're funny. There's nothing hidden. There's nothing fake about you guys. The Robin Trav Show. It's real. It's raw. It's a radio revolution. Go to robindrab.com to join the fight. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. This is Evan from the Bicycle Stand. Stick it in the big ring, and you're listening to Swoops World. And welcome back to Swiss World Talk Radio Network. I want to thank International Nova for joining us tonight. Uh, and, uh, you know, I want to shout out to Spectrum Music Group because uh, they've booked a couple things with us lately. And uh, been both times, both uh, been good artists. So yep. totally enjoyed uh, having them, uh, you know, reaching out to us. And uh, good partnership we got going on with them. So uh, thank you so much. T-Bone's in the house. Yeah. Yeah, man, we have to get you on camera, man. I think you squeezed in there. Uh, after we set that thing up and uh, I backed it up. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have time to put my face on it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Huh? We are seven minutes away from Brewski's Beer Tasting. We'll be doing the Brewski's Beer Tasting. Uh, hopefully at 9.15 we'll get a call from uh, Angela Madsen and Tara Remington who are rowing a boat uh, sans any engines or sails from uh, Long Beach, California to Honolulu, Hawaii. And uh, so they're out in the middle of the... Uh, you know, the ocean there. We'll be getting a call from them hopefully around 9.15. Around 9.35, Anthony Davis, former NFL star, uh, USC great, will be calling in. We'll talk to him about some sports things. Of course, we have T-Bone's timeout and all the other wacky stuff that goes on here every Wednesday night. How's your week been, uh, T-Bone? Uh, it's, been, uh, it's been an interesting week thus far. I'm technically not working this week, but <laughs> technically that doesn't really work. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, let's see. Awful lot of beer already. Oh well, that's this, that's this far into a week. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, been watching watching a lot of sport, watching some football. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been. You've been uh, watching that. You've been watching a lot of it. It's I, been... I haven't watched everything, um, but in fact, on Monday during the U.S. game, I was helping a friend move. So I have. Uh, you were, you, were, you, were, you, were, my, you were laying the groundwork, is what you were doing. I took, <laughs> I, I took my work phone with me and installed the Univision Deportes app and streamed it in Espanol 
my work phone nice. has unlimited data, so I was watching the watching the U.S. beat Ghana. Yeah. Uh, my fellow countrymen, <laughs> while uh, while I was helping a friend move there, so that was that was fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's been like three games a day, pretty much nonstop. Since, yeah, three games a day since last Thursday. <coughs> so yeah, as we were saying prior to you getting here, they've all been pretty damn good games, man. There've been uh, a couple beatdowns, but yeah. most of it's been really competitive. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only one that I was really shocked about was Netherlands and Spain. I think everybody after, was shocked after about that. today's result, I mean, it's really not quite as shocking. No, no. I mean, uh, put it in context. Definitely not. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, but I've been it's been competitive stuff. You know? Yeah, that's going to say. Well, that's what I've been impressed with because I remember the last World Cup, last two it seems like, um, it seemed like most of the teams came out in the group stage and they're like, let's not lose. Yeah. And there have been a couple of those games. But for the most part, most of these teams have come out and they're like, let's win. Let's score early. And so you've had some really – you haven't had those defensive games where they're just, like, kicking the ball around yeah. and not trying to score. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, there's been a few. There's been a couple teams that were just – yeah, they're hopelessly outmatched, so they're like, let's not give up the ball. Let's not get um, But <laughs> for the most part, everybody's been trying to, like, actually score mm-hmm. and win games, and that makes for a much, much more interesting uh, Well, what, what else series. it's done is it's really showcased some outstanding goalies. Yeah. I mean, we've seen some we've – uh, The Mexican goalie has been – Oh, my God, he, he's he been – Amazing. He's been amazing. I thought. I thought. Uh, his name Tim Howard. Looked, looked oh, he looked good too. Looked yeah, great. totally. Think, uh, a lot of shots. Yeah, he, like a lot he sure of did, shots. man. Uh, you don't like about him because uh, this is. You know, I, you know, we watched. Him, I watched him last World Cup. I seen him play a couple times uh, in between. He he legitimately gets pissed back there, and, he, and he's not afraid. He's like a. He looks like a football. Uh, you know, American football player. Yeah. And he. Uh, you know, he kind of acts like that sometimes when he's talking to his teammates. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's definitely the general out there, yeah, and he uh, doesn't hesitate to tell everybody where to go and what to do, <laughs> or where to stick. And and every, you know, the thing is, is they, they they seem to listen to him too. Like sometimes the goalie's back there, and you're like, oh, that guy is a pussy, and I don't need to listen to anything he's telling me. But you can tell the Americans, like when he's he, they listen. They seem to listen, yeah, he's always, especially he's, with as many new young faces as they've got this time around. Yeah, I think it's really, they look. Really they looked good out there. I, I'm looking, interesting to see how they play against Portugal. Portugal looked bad last time they oh played. Oh, my God. They looked horrible. So, uh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. What They're definitely see. beatable. You know what? I mean, if we get out of this, if we get out of the group, it's going to be a... Uh, could uh, be fun. It'll be fun. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are... Uh, why don't you uh, get the... Uh, let's sample up those uh, beers on you. Woohoo! Getting ready for that. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> it's almost time for Bruce. He says, realign that camera. But, yes, the... Uh, the uh, World Cup has been pretty entertaining so far, so looking for more of that. Let me see there, Peter. It looks like it's going to work right there. Good yeah, job. It's, it's been fun, and I've been finding creative ways to watch the games and, you know, where the, whatever means I You can. don't have an Xbox, do you? I don't. Okay, because that's my son said, oh, it's on Xbox. And I was like, I don't think so. And that's been the easiest way. Yeah, I heard I mean, that, that ESPN been... and Microsoft were going to work really closely on that this time. Now, I c- I've been connecting the computer sometimes. Uh-huh. Uh, with ESPN three, yeah, and pretty good quality. But every once in a while, you get a, you get some yeah, stutters. Get it's not horrible. It's certainly watchable. Yeah, um, I just turn on the cable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have had strange luck with ESPN three, but I, I was it was funny because I was trying to get the Watch ESPN app on the phone to work. Doesn't work. And I kept I had two different people's login information, and one of them said, "Oh, you don't get ESPN three on yeah on mobile." And I'm like, "What the crap?" 
And I was like, you know what? I bet Univision has this shit. I didn't even think about that. But <laughs> I searched it, and bam, they had an app. And I was like, here we go. <laughs> so I can practice my Spanish anyway. Oh, up. there you go. And do you really need it to watch the... Yeah, I had, a, I had the volume off for half. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> Let us find our intro for our brewski segment here, and uh, we can get these things rolling, because why put off beer drinking? Absolutely. Until tomorrow. It's time for Brewskies, our beer tasting segment right here at Swoops Row Late Night, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. So grab yourself a glass, pour yourself a brew, and join us right now for Brewskies, sponsored by DrinksWineSpirits.com. Well, happy Wednesday, and uh, welcome to another beautiful, beautiful beer segment. Uh, all, all of our beer segments are beautiful. That just goes without saying. Um, even the bad beers are, it's just, it's just a beautiful segment of the show. Uh, tonight's beer is going to be one, of our, favorite one of our favorite breweries. And, uh, this is from Stone Brewery and it's, Stone has this thing. It's kind of unusual. Not a lot of, uh, breweries do this, uh, where they, uh, they do some sort of a collaboration and, with another brewery usually, or sometimes it's uh, not necessarily breweries, but another brewer. Yeah, because I've um, seen some that do the collaborations with other breweries, but yeah. Stone is the only one that I've seen that does this kind of thing. Right. Yeah, and so that's what this one is, uh, and this the collaboration is Kyle Hollingsworth and Carrie Kelly. I can't tell exactly who they are. It's called the Collective Distortion IPA, brewed and flavored. I don't think Swoop knew this. When he uh, uh, got these today, uh, about that. <laughs> uh, it was f- brewed and flavored with elderberries and coriander. Are you kidding me? Much like last week's brew. Um, no, I, I suspected not. Um, so I'm trying to find the because they got this. Well, we can compare the two. Compare that's right. Well, that's certainly what we will do, right? Um, I'm looking for the. No, 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 no. They got something on the back here that. I'm not reading all that. So <laughs> just to give you an idea, Kyle Hollingsworth ah, is go. the keyboardist for the string cheese incident. Okay. Uh, if any of you are familiar with their tunes. No, do they, uh, are they a part of Spectrum Music Group? They're a little weird. Not, that's all I'm I not sure. <laughs> but Carrie Kelly, uh, the rock guitarist of Alice Cooper fame. Okay. They got some musical they chops. Got some musical uh, chops, and exactly. It does say that and being musicians, they probably have some beer chops. That, yeah. Uh, it says that Kyle Hollingsworth is a home brewer as well. There you so. go. Well, here's what they have to say. Uh, I can read this because it's probably. It's a bigger font. So, yeah. <laughs> in bringing together artisans, it's not on the back of a bottle either, so yeah, yeah. it's not distorted. In bringing together artisans from disparate oral, oral planes, so that's like hearing, right? As opposed to with an O, which is... Yes. It's a whole different plane. whole different plane. <laughs> One might expect an offbeat, feedback warp cacophony, shrilled to the point of unlistenable. Yet, by inviting Kyle Hollingsworth, keyboardist of eclectic jam-prone jam sextet, the string cheese incident, and Kerry Kelly, wailing rock guitarist of Alice Cooper fame, we were able to make truly beautiful music. Turns out, these musicians have a great deal in common, both with each other and with Stone. We all enjoy... Turning things up to 11, and that is represented in this collaborative offering an imperial pale ale ably backed by Nugget, Comet, Calypso hops, and amplified care of healthy dry hopping with Vic's Secret, a new Australian hop, adding citrus and tropical fruit. Oomph. Oomph. Sorry. 
Might need some glasses here. <laughs> you might need some glasses. To give this modern <laughs> masterpiece some soulful classic character. I was going to say that when you could read the bottle, but now I Yeah, but the bo- sure. look at the bottle, man. Bottle that is a sure. mess. <laughs> I could read that. I'm just not going to work that hard. Um, to give this modern masterpiece some soulful classic character, we trace the roots of brewing to the days when old world herbs were used to spice beers, adding in coriander. And at first for us, elderberries. To stand up to that sumptuous spice and blaring bitterness, we added golden naked oats, which are lightly roasted and add body and enhance mouthfeel to the brew like a steady, unbreakable backbeat to an incendiary jam solo. Sit back, crank up the volume, and get lost in the operatic incarnation of genres combined in the name of invention. I like stone, but sometimes they just get a bit long. Yeah, they get a bit long-winded. Yeah. (laughs) So it's it's a double IPA. Alcohol is 9.3. They don't give us an IBU, but uh, between the elderberries and the hops, all the hops that they mention, I imagine, as stones brews usually are, that this is going to be a hoppy, hoppy experience. So uh, there you have it. Salute. Salute. Ziggy zaggy, ziggy zaggy. Oi, oi, oi. Peter, I'm liking that. That's just the first taste. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull a T-bone and I like that. It's a little bit different. It's a little bit milder than uh, some of their other IPAs that we are often drinking. Um, or just yeah. <laughs> and uh, the uh, you can taste neither the elderberries or the coriander as much as last week's, which I like. I mean, it's there. It's definitely there, but it's way in the background, which. I think it's probably better for at least for this beer. Um, and overall, you know, I wouldn't call it crazy weird or different, um, but definitely no, a good you didn't beer. Have to read a you know, like sloop style <laughs> paragraph or two before drinking it. I think it's a run-on paragraph. I think you wouldn't really know how crazy complex this thing actually is. Right. It really doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't come across as something that's going to really confuse your palate. Um, no, and I mean, it doesn't it, taste like nine point three percent alcohol. No, it doesn't that either, right? So. And I tell you, I would if I hadn't read it, I would not. I'd, I'd have gone. There's something there, but the first thing that popped in my head would not have been coriander at all. I, I think you can hardly the coriander's hardly there. The elderberries are there more because you get that. Elderberries have a different sort of bitterness than hops. They have that. It's kind of like a long lasting at the end, and I can taste that more than the elderberries. But even then. I wouldn't have said, oh, elderberries. You know, it would have if they had if they hadn't put it on the label, you could have easily missed it. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a good one. Uh, I actually the only other of these kind of collaborative beers from Stone that I've had is the the Woot Stout, mm-hmm. and I like this one better than that. Uh, yeah, that one's just a little odd, maybe. I had one once with uh, I think it was a co- had coffee in it or chicory root or something like that. I didn't care for it at all, so I've been reluctant to go back. <laughs> well, to me, that's just that stone written all over it, man. First sip, I, you know, if I didn't know what it was at all, I'd say this is some kind of stone creation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got the, you know, whatever whatever their signature uh, taste is, it's there. Um, <coughs> it's, 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 compared to the uh, combination of elderberry and... Uh, Coriander we had last week. This just blows that out the water. This is a what brewery was that that we had? I don't remember. I have to listen to the archives. Oh, man. oh wait, you know I don't have it written down. Uh, but what I will say is, is that 
it's just a better beer. It's just a better tasting beer. I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying that that one was uh, horrible, uh, but uh, compare if you compare the two, this this is just a way better beer. I like I like the uh, like you said, you don't taste a lot of coriander. I, I'm, I'm actually personally I'm not getting any coriander, and uh, very little elderberry. Um, but there's something about it where it's definitely not it's a hoppy IPA that we're used to. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a good tasting beer, and I can, I can definitely drink this. Peter, on a scale of one to ten, ten being best. Um, I'm gonna go with the <clears throat> excuse me. I'm gonna go with the seven and a half. Seven and a half. Wow. Wow. Timo. That's me too. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're gonna go all the way around, and I think we're all in the same in the same boat there. It's the all three seven and a halves. Nice. Uh, give us a seven and a half. Yeah. <laughs> didn't have to take didn't off the shoes. Didn't have to take off the shoes and bring out the applicants or anything, man. I got that all together myself. Peter, what are we eating with this, man? Uh, you know, this is one of those bigger, heavier beers that probably needs some uh, something big and heavy to go with it. You know, chili. Uh, you know, carne asada tacos, you know, grilled food is going to go with this. Uh, this is going to wash out probably any of the, you know, like your salad courses or anything like that. So think grilled foods, you know, chili, something spicy. Uh, that's the way to go with this one. Nice. Nice, 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 nice. There you have another edition of Brisky, sponsored by Drinks, Wines, That's Brisky's, sponsored by Drinks, to sign up for the Beer of the Month Club, and you can be uh, getting a case of beer each month for a really good price uh, from a variety of different breweries, and they give you uh, three bottles from four different breweries, and uh, it's, it's a pretty cool thing. Uh, we, we do it, too, so uh, check it out. Brewskies at drinkswinespirits.com. We're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll come back and uh, be close to the time for uh, Angela and Tara. Hopefully, they'll be calling in. This one what here. else they got to do out there, man? Yeah, what the hell? Are they got to do? <laughs> All they're doing is rolling across the ocean, dodging there. big boats, and <laughs> saying hi to the dolphins. Sheesh. Uh, what do you guys want us to do, man? I thought of one we hadn't listened to. Uh, Cersei. You got that one up? You got them? Remember them? Easy, man. Easy, man. Honestly, Remember we, we hadn't listened to them in a while. All have to do is go to the S's. The S's. <laughs> yeah. Which one do you want to hear from them? I don't know. I don't remember their area. I just oh, remember. you just want to hear something from Cersei? Yeah. They're cool. You know, they're always touring, and uh, they're always Instagramming. And, and there they are. Twittering. Just passed them. I, I got it, man, right there. All right. Uh, Lighten up, Francis. <laughs> Cannonball. That was a good one. I, Cannonball. I think it's one I liked. We'll be back after this. I'll have to straighten this guy out during the break, so. <laughs> <laughs>
Cersei, and that was uh, Cannonball. Right. Yeah, check As them out. Requested. As requested. They are, uh, they're always touring, and they're always on the, on the go. And like I said, the, you can find them on uh, Instagram and Twitter and whatnot. They're always posting photos and things like that. Very cool band. They were in here uh, six, months ago, uh, six months ago. There's two of them, right? There's two of them, and they There's make, two of them. And they make some music. The yeah, yeah, exactly. So. And they, I mean, between the two of them, they could play like, <laughs> yeah, so if you get a chance to check out Cersei, uh, check them out, and uh, there you go. Maybe we take a couple of uh, PSAs, and we'll come back, and uh, hopefully we'll get a call from Tara and Angela. If not, we'll uh, we'll chat it up and uh, talk about some other stuff before Anthony Davis calls in. My name is Tom Thornton. And my name is Cindy Thornton. We're retired, and this is how we live united. We decided to volunteer with United Way at our community free health clinic. United Way is how we contribute. Because we know our time and money are going to the right places. Judging by the thank yous we get at the clinic, I'd say we're doing the right thing with our retirement, too. We're Tom and Cindy Thornton. We volunteer at our community free health clinic. We don't just wear the shirt. We live it. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Imagine no longer being tied down to your computer, but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go. TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application. The talk shows you follow now follow you. And your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Let TalkStream Live transform the way you listen to radio. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. You're listening to the Talk Story Radio Network. 
Sylvia, why won't you come back down? Welcome back to Swiss Road on Talk Story Radio Network. We want to uh, let you know, and we try to support things when people talk to tell us about it, and we just got found out about something called Blankets Around the World. We're going to take a look into that and uh, find out more about it, but there's a Facebook page. You can check it out. Uh, it says, we collect and redistribute any size blanket, quilt, afghan, uh, to anyone in the world that needs one free of charge. So uh, check that out, uh, like the page, and find out more about it, and uh, if you so desire, uh, uh, get get involved. We uh, we definitely look out for uh, any type of charity and and good things happening around. We support quite a few of them, don't we? <laughs> we do. Yes, we do. So uh, definitely have a chance to check that out and uh, go from there. T Bone, you are uh, getting ready to like we were talking a little bit about in the break. I don't know if we talked about it on the air. You're getting ready to get moving. You got you got a friend helping you. Oh, that's right. We did talk about it. You uh, helped somebody move, and I said that's laying the groundwork for your, uh, for your own thing. But uh, you've been where you're at for quite a while. Are you, are you looking forward to this? Yeah, uh, especially because Jay left uh, a week ago-ish now, five days ago, something like that. So It's a bit, bit quieter, I imagine. Is, uh, yeah, it's kind of a ghost town. <laughs> I've been slowly picking up all of the, all of the d- disaster areas. You're like, that's where that came. You know what? I, I saw you had posted a thing about uh, you wanted to wrap your, your breakable things. And I'm thinking, I thought all your stuff was frat proof, man. I mean, you actually own things that can be broken? Well, we do have a pretty extensive <laughs> glassware. Collection. All right. <laughs> I mean, because, you know, you spare, you, you, you're willing to make those sort of risks when it comes to, you know, the drinking habit. <laughs> everything else is Pretty sturdy. Good, good, good so. to know. I, 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 I'm actually impressed that you actually have breakable things, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that you haven't broken them all yet. The glasses, we really only ever broke glasses when we were washing them, which I never did. So. <laughs> <laughs> good rinse and more beer. <laughs> That's all you need. Sometimes you don't even need the rinse. <laughs> well, the rinse. I look at the rinse as a twofold benefit. You know, one, it can switching gears, chain to do a different beer. And two, you just fill the glass up with water and chug it and it helps you stay hydrated. So it's a win win. You got it out. You gotta figure it out, man. But uh, yeah man, it's that's there's still a lot to do. Oh, I know moving is tough. Yeah, it is what, you know I, I, this out is of the all, longest stretch of all the things in life. Part, so. Yeah. Out of all the things in life that I hate to do, I think I think moving is at the top of the charts. Oh, it's, it's, it's pretty. Damn I don't close. mind moving. It's pretty damn I hate the, the, top the, the packing and unpacking. Part. That's the moving. I know. No, no, because part of moving is fun. It's like going somewhere different. Like, no, God, that no, part that's I like. Moving. That's arrived. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Man. I've arrived. I'm here. I'm settled in. It's the packing all the shit up and moving and getting it there yeah. and unpacking and getting set it up. Now, all that stuff I hate. Once I'm there and. Shit, I still got shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There's our call. Calling in from somewhere in the middle of the ocean. We have Angela Matson and Tara Remington. How's it going? It's going. It's going. <laughs> going. You can you see our little dog on the map? 
Oh, I follow. We follow it every day, every day. And I, I, uh, <laughs> I like what you said. So you guys got kind of soaked uh, last night, was it? Oh yeah, yeah. It's, there's a soaking almost a, a few times a day and a few times a night. <laughs> and you hit some tough speeds recently. It looks like. <laughs> yeah, we we got some. I guess southeasterly wind, so it's not. It's not a lot of wind about the beam, but it's a, it's a little bit. It's enough for us to go southwest and, and you know, 50 miles a day instead of 30. is better than better than what we were when we were 10. So, well, for those for those, who are, all, for those who are yeah, listening so. that don't that don't know, Angela Matson and Tara Remington are in the middle somewhere in the middle of the Pacific. They uh, left on a, 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 a ocean rowing boat. That means there's no motor, no sail. And they were rowing from Long Beach, California, to Honolulu, Hawaii. You left about 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 a month ago now, huh? Yeah, yeah, on May twentieth. Wow. So, is it still yeah, fun? Still all fun and games? Beg your pardon? Is it still all fun and games? Oh, all fun and games? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it's still. It's still fun and games. We're managing the, you know, the worst bit of it's over, actually, that, that getting away from the coast and those northeasterly winds. Um, you know, it's, it's fun and games about three quarters of the day, every day, on an ocean row anyway. And probably even more so, because we just get along so well, I guess. But, um, yeah, there's some downtimes, too. I mean, there's the times where... You're hurt, and you don't, you know, you don't want to get out of the bed and go to the seat for two hours in a row. But, um, but you get up and you do it. Yeah. So, just you know, you push through all that the pain and the stiffness and soreness and and through all the problems, and you just go. Nice. Who uh, who was it that uh, had the, uh, the the Morgan Freeman experience? Oh, that was me. <laughs> That's me. It's strange dreams, man. Just strange dreams. They just always like you know. You only get to sleep for two hours, so you 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 get to REM state, and then you have these really bizarre dreams. And mine is like, yeah, Morgan Freeman and I were like driving around, talking, just driving, talking, just hanging out. It's like. <laughs> now was he driving Miss Daisy, or were you uh, you're sitting next to him? <laughs> You know, we, it was weird. It was just weird. It was one of those weird things. It's like, I, you know, I don't have my wheelchair out here, so I'm like, I, I have a bit of separation anxiety anyway, so it's like, I didn't have my wheelchair in the car when I was with Morgan Freeman anyway, so it's like, I couldn't drive because I didn't have hand control, so he had to drive, obviously. And it's like, yeah, it was like, and we were looking for my wheelchair, and so we were looking for my wheelchair. It was just weird. Why Morgan Freeman would want to help me find my wheelchair anyway, you know, but... Well, he's a nice guy. I, I get that I have anxiety about not having it with me, and I'm in this rowboat, and I'm separated from it right now, but, but yeah, it, it was just one of those bizarre dreams. There, there'll be many, many more of those, too, I'm sure. <laughs> now, uh, yeah. uh, how's, uh, how's Tara doing? Is she still uh, battling the seasickness, or is she, uh, she's stabled out there? Uh, she's stable. She's not not uh, not talking anymore. But you know, we have our our little scares. Like uh, you know, it's like open the compartment to get some uh, get some wipes out, and there it was flooded, completely flooded. And uh, 
And so she she reminisced and had a little PTSD regard, you know, from the previous boat that had sunk and the bailing. And it's like, so I'm in the cabin and I'm bailing out all this water. And, and it's like, it was just a, uh, a nicked water maker filter, you know, where the wa- we'd made water and, and we got half and the boat got half. So, so I had to bail all that water out. But she was, she was a little concerned for a while there that, that our boat was sinking. <laughs> I really wasn't thinking. Do you, do you take turns talking each other off the cliff? I beg your pardon. I said, you take. T- do you have to take turns t- talking each other off the cliff? I mean, do you? Do, I, I have to imagine you have your moments too, where you're like, "Oh my God, this is uh you know, we were full of water or something like that." And she says, "Now chill out a little bit, Angela. We'll just bail this stuff out, make some new water. We're good." Yeah, I'm pretty monotone. I'm pretty flatline. <laughs> That's a U.S. Marine for you right there. We, we need to ask Tara that, though. <laughs> See if she agrees yeah, we, with we that. are on the boat because, you know, there's absolutely no discipline on this boat. No. <laughs> as far as we, she got, like, just to get a tootsie pop out. Now she's got three open inside the cabin. It's like, God, come on. <laughs> just for a tootsie pop. It's, you need a lollipop, right? So he's opened three snack packs and eaten all the lollipops out. And now there's like all these snack packs all over. Yeah, yeah. It's all fun and games, man. <laughs> you look like, you, uh, I was looking at the thing today. It looked like you guys got your uh, your miles per hour up for a while there. You were uh, you were up, up over uh, two and a half miles up, to, up and over in three miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it, it really depends on what the conditions are. It's like, I'm North Star. It's, um, yeah, it's just, it gets choppy. The winds will pick up and then it'll get really choppy and it gets hard to row. And, and then sometimes the winds will, you know, when it's, it'll either be a north gust or it'll be a northeast. And when it's northeast, it's a little bit off our bee, off the bow, off the stern, so it'll help push us along. We're supposed to get even more good conditions as we get further west. We'll get into what's called, I guess, the Pineapple Express, which is the trade winds kind of condition that, that helps you get over there. Also a pretty so, good movie. Yeah, as we, as we get, you know, they made the goalpost. Somebody said this was going to, that magical place where this was going to happen was going to be at like one, what is it, 126. So we busted, busted in that to get there at one, you know, at 126 west. And it's like the magic wasn't there. The goalpost is. <laughs> damn. They moved the goalpost on us. So well, they're going to do that a few times, it. exactly. <laughs> and now, yeah, now it's going to be at like 130 west. So it's like, yeah, so we move on to the next one. Nice. Now, uh, yeah. the weather, the weather, you know, earlier on, uh, even up until the beginning of this week, sounds like you were having, uh, you know, Mostly difficult weather conditions. Are, are the last couple of days kind of be, getting getting better for you? It was, it was a little better today. We saw a little bit of sun today, and um, got a little more charge on the on the solar. So, so that was that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, got to you know row naked, of course, some more. <laughs> Rip off the clothes, row in the sun. <laughs> what is that thing? That's the sun. We haven't seen that in a few weeks. 
<laughs> you know, we were talking about the zebra tan line, you know, that we're going to have. <laughs> have you uh, had any any more recent experiences with the uh, wildlife? Last week you were telling us about dolphins. We yeah we haven't we haven't had any experience with wildlife since that last one with the dolphins. We haven't seen anything. I mean, we um, there was a Wilson. We had a Wilson. We had a Wilson encounter. Um, Tara was rowing, and then there was the volleyball that was bobbing up and down in the waves. And, and I hear on the cabin, you know, I'm in the cabin, and I hear going, "There's a Wilson." And it's like, "What?" Yeah, Sorry, I can't get you. But, now, yeah. now you're gonna be dreaming uh, about Tom Hanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm dreaming about Tom Hanks, but but who knows what I'm dreaming about? This weird stuff. Have you have you uh, have you caught any fish? I know you took that fishing pool along with you with the with the plastic shark on it. But have you uh, have you cast a line? Well, we haven't had any opportunity to even try, and I haven't seen any fish around the boat, really. Not so much. I mean, you know, we've seen a couple of turtles passing by, you know, just swimming on, and they took a look at the boat and took a look at us and said, whatever. And then they turned around and kept going. I guess we didn't have any good seed growing on the bottom of our hull yet, so. No. Well, that's true. uh, Eventually you will. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll start having fish around the boat more and, and stuff like that. So, but we haven't haven't really uh, seen a whole lot. And it's you know cloudy and gray, so the water's kind of grayish color, and you you can't really see too much in it. I, I mean, at night, I swear, I see reflective things like big sharks and stuff. <laughs> you know, you'll see the. We actually had moonlight for like moons one night, which is really cool. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's like pitch dark, and then the, the big waves that just come and crash on you, and you can't you can't tell that they're there. You can just hear this. <clears throat> it's like, and then you hear dark bitch. You you know it's there. What well, by the time you realize it's there, it's too late, right? That's right. It's too late. You can't see it because it's just like ah, it's growing at night. It's just so much pain. <laughs> Well, you these lyrics and songs. Lyrics and songs are now all about bodily functions. (laughs) (laughs) Tie me glue bucket down, lads. Tie me glue bucket down. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you posted earlier earlier this week that this is uh, this is tougher than uh, I think you said the Indian Ocean. Uh, What's making this row uh, uh, the, the toughest one yet? Um, the next to the is, is, is probably, uh, I mean, it's a long distance, but it's just so much of the conditions are not favorable. Somebody, somebody said the Pacific means peaceful, but, uh, not so much. We haven't found the peaceful yet. Not at all. You, you know, it's like, uh, when you go across the Atlantic, you jump off, pretty much off the Canary Islands, and you go on... Southwest, and pretty much in the trade winds right there. Yeah. Um, this is like a 500-mile slog of, of, you know, wind against you to get to a favorable condition. So that's probably what makes it harder. Yeah. Well, so last week we were talking, and, and you were saying you're a little bit behind schedule perhaps because uh, of the unfavorable stuff. Have you 
things have gotten a little bit more favorable. Have you kind of caught back up to where you think you should be at this point? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it has taken us a little longer to get to that, that kind of magical place where, or, uh, I guess, the kind of regress. But, um, we're still going to be a little later than we thought. It's going to take probably, you know, we thought maybe 50 days. I think pretty sure 60 now. So we're hoping we catch our family and they don't have to just like fly home without us. And, <laughs> yeah. you, know, so. you don't, you don't want that to happen. Cause I have a feeling when you get home, it's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but we're already, we're already not allowed to do this ever again. Yeah. We've already got what has been, has been dropped on that. <laughs> We're going to do it again. So. Well, I, I, I'm sure uh, it's just a matter of time, and you'll, you'll, you'll both will sweet talk your way back in a, another opportunity, I'm sure. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, about the Tasman. <laughs> <laughs> I think T Bone has something for Tara. Well, yeah, you know, on. T Bone Okay, for Tara. Okay. That's <laughs> her. I wanted to just update the uh, the All Blacks and their their three uh, three game set against England on Saturday, June seventh. Uh, the All Blacks took down England twenty to fifteen, and then on Saturday, this last Saturday, the fourteenth, uh, in a very close match, a little bit of a squeaker, uh, the All Blacks prevailed twenty eight twenty seven. So they've won two of the of the three scheduled matches already. They play again this Saturday in Hamilton uh, to to wrap up this whole deal with their three game. I think we might lose the connection. That's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, Angela, uh, I, we appreciate uh, that you guys call us and give us updates each week. Uh, we're following you like crazy and and look forward to uh, seeing you complete this whole thing. Oh, we lost him. <clears throat> They'll probably call back in, and uh, we got AD calling in here in about uh, two minutes. So uh, we're cutting it close here, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's amazing what they're doing now, and it's amazing that they're out rowing in the ocean uh, unassisted, uh, carrying all their uh, their provisions. And uh, I don't think they have provisions that that are going to last much more than about three months or so. And I'm sure they have like you know a couple weeks extra, but you know they're they're a little bit behind schedule. So with, they're on schedule with uh, with the amount of provisions. Yeah, have. and I want to emphasize what Swoop just said: unassisted. A lot of times you read about these people or hear about these people that are like swimming across or kayaking across or they're doing something across some body of water, and they've got a boat mm-hmm. traveling alongside them to like yeah, you know, <laughs> they, you know to like in case or to help out when needed. These two have none of that. I mean, they do have a satellite phone, uh, as, as you can tell, because we're talking to them. And that's it. I mean, that's it. If things go awry, if things go wrong, they've got a call for help. There's nobody there, like, to give them more food or water as needed. It's, it's They're completely, completely in the middle of the ocean on their own. And that's as, as, as amazing. Some people may not know. I mean, Angela attempted this last year and uh, actually had to... Uh, uh, summon the uh, the rescue of the the, uh, the uh, coast, coast guard, guard yeah. uh, and almost got run over. Almost got run by over a by tanker, a tanker, by a yeah. freight, you know, uh, ship. And uh, so it's it's no easy feat uh-uh. that they're attempting. And uh, 
you got to you got to give him a major props for that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, crazy stuff. Good luck to him, and we'll we'll uh, talk to him again next week, and hopefully uh, find out where they're happening then. And they're moving. They look like they started to uh, pick up, and, and as the pace is picked up, yeah. and they're moving in the right direction, and things are looking better. Yeah, because some of the previous times we've been uh, talking to them, they were heading really just they're just kind of hovering off the coast, heading southerly, and now they're they're. It looks like they're making a beeline for the, the Hawaiian Islands. So that's uh, – I know they're not going as fast as they'd like to be, but they're at least going in the right direction. So that's yeah. got to exactly. <laughs> gotta be a whole lot more uh, gratifying for them. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> let's, uh, let's see if uh, AD's going to be calling in here uh, pretty soon and uh, chat with him about the, what's happening currently in the, uh, the sports world. I'm sure he's got a lot of thoughts on a lot of things, and uh, it's always a good time to chat with him. Real quick, T-Bone. Yes, sir. Uh, Peter and, uh, and I, we, we got a chance to go to the Dodger game last week. Oh, yeah. I That's right. That's right. Because uh, I, got, I had to replace uh, someone who couldn't make it. Yeah. Uh, actually, that's them calling in now. And, uh, just gonna... Angela. Hey, we love our connections. <laughs> yeah. No problem. We got another caller that's be calling in pretty soon, so I might have to I might have to hang up fairly quickly. Uh, but I was saying that uh, we really truly appreciate the fact that you guys take the time out of your night yeah. once a week to to give us a call and give us updates. Uh, it's so it's so special for us, and and we we feel very very honored that you do that. Well, thanks thanks for uh, for you know letting us have the time to share this with you because it's uh, it's pretty awesome for us too to be able to call you guys and and chat. Fun. <laughs> uh, Timon, did you finish what you had? And uh, let me uh, let me uh, take this other thing here. Yeah, yeah. I was just uh, before you guys got cut off. I was just trying to tell you and Tara that uh, the New Zealand national rugby team, the All Blacks, have beaten England in their first two first two tests. They face them one more time this coming Saturday. Uh, but yes, uh, the All Blacks do, doing some work against England. So, the okay. Last, the last one they won the first two. Yeah, the last one was a close one. It was 28 27. So that's just like a missed kick over there. She asked, when, the, when is the third match? Uh, this Saturday, the 21st. Couple this days. Saturday. Yeah. This Saturday, okay. Where is it? Do you know? It's in Hamilton. Is it Dunedin? No, that was the last one. That was last Saturday. He said, thank you. No <laughs> it's the least we can do. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, thank, thank you so much, you two, and uh, you stay safe, and uh, we'll be checking back again with you next week. All right. All right. Thanks so much. Good night, guys. Take care. Angela Madsen and Tara uh, Remington, you could you could find out more about them at rowoflife.com, rowoflife.com, and uh, check out what they're up to and what they've got going on. And, uh, it's pretty impressive, so uh, take take a chance and, uh, and see what they're up to and follow them. There's a way you can follow them and track them and see what they're up to each week. We're going to call now to Anthony Davis, a former NFL star and USC uh, great, uh, also known as the Notre Dame killer, and we're going to talk to him right now. Good evening. Good evening, Anthony Davis. Welcome back to the show. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Got a lot to talk about tonight, I guess, huh? <laughs> you, uh, there's always plenty out there, and you always got the, your finger on the pulse, man. So let's let's just get started. What do you say? Well, what do you want to start? Washington Redskins, NBA, LeBron James, 
uh, uh, the tilted tilt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, let's let's start off with uh, well we'll start off with what's happened in, uh, since we talked. We we talked about the NBA finals. What do you what do you got for us on that? Well, first of all, you know, uh, the NBA thing, and I'm not really a, a basketball expert because I've never played it. I mean, I've messed around with it. But first of all, you know that that Popovich just outcoached him. I mean, he dissected what, what Miami was doing. He shut down LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in the big three, and they had a perfect game plan. I mean, there's no way they could touch him. I mean, to beat him the way they beat him those last three games was unbelievable. And then, you know, everybody talks about LeBron James being able to shoot So first, listen, 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 individuals set records. Teams win championships. And sure, the focal point was around Tim Duncan, but you saw what Popovich did with all the players around Tim Duncan. So if he wasn't hot, you had Leonard was hot. Ginobili, Parker, I mean, all these people, you know, were, were hot around Tim Duncan. Well, when LeBron needed it, there was nobody there. He's the best ball player in the world, but he got beat by a better coach. Well, here, he got he, he got he got out coached, man. I mean, here, so that's all it was out coached. He was all coaching. Here's my thoughts on that. Um, you know, the Spurs had the best record in the NBA. They came, they came in with the best record in the NBA. They they beat you know they beat pretty much everybody they played all year round. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I, I'm a minute heat fan. They went to the championships four years in a row. I don't think in, in most people expect anybody to win that many uh, championships in a row. They won, they won two, they won the middle two. Uh, I think it's a, a quite an achievement to get there that many times in a row. You're right. right. Uh, he needed some help off the bench. Uh, right. I think Bosch, uh, you know, he showed up a, a couple times when he needed, when he was needed. I think what they, what they lacked most was bench play. I think anybody, Anybody in the league was going to have a tough time against the Spurs this season, uh, this this time around, which is why I was hoping that the Spurs didn't make it to the finals. <laughs> um, whether or not he was out, whether or not he was out coached, I think you know basically the the Spurs uh, they plowed through everybody all year long, and uh, if, if that's Popovich, uh, more power to him. I think the, there's a team that's a team that's been they've been together quite a few years to, together themselves. We got uh, Ginobili and Parker and um, Duncan have been together for quite what twelve years or something like that for uh, them. So they're a good team. They're a great team, and they and they they, 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 out, they outplayed them. They deserved it. Um, but I'm not really giving all that praise to Popovich yet. Well, I, you know, I totally agree with that. I, just, I agree with that. But I'm just saying, if you give Popovich top players in the league, he beats everybody. I believe if Popovich was coaching the Miami, Miami Heat, he beats the Spurs. Well, he, got, out, he got out coached last year. I mean, if if we look at it that way, uh, he got out coached the previous season. I think they were on a mission too. Well, uh, well, well, no, no. Well, I, I mean, I don't know about being out coached last season. You just said, hey, Ray Allen was there in the right spot, at the right time, and that happens in sports. Well, that was but game, but that every, was that was the game before the final game. Ray Allen, Ray Allen stepped up. Hit that! Hit that! Hit that shot! Got him! Got him to uh, to win. It was a game six, I believe it was, uh, and then they came back and beat him game seven. So, you know, I, 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 you know, Popovich is a good coach. I think he was coach of the year this year, wasn't he, or, or last year? Be. <laughs> this year or last year? I mean, he, he's proven himself over the years. I mean, he's definitely not. He's not a. Uh, a, a what's that guy? What I'm. We got in the Lakers just fired. What I'm trying to what I'm trying to tell you is that Pop, Popovich's bench, you know, the people that he that was that was 
major supporters this year and what they did. They were there. The thing that he did wrong is that he didn't implement them last year. And I don't know whether he had confidence or not to be on the floor, but this year he implemented everybody. I mean, the Heat didn't do that. The Heat didn't develop the bench the way Popovich did. And, and, and maybe those guys on the Heat side, uh, side of their bench, he, they just want to develop the way Popovich developed the bench. You see, because a lot of the guys didn't play as much. And not only that, what he did, he preserved a lot of these guys, and he used his bench more. Well, I believe the Heat should have done that too, even with Bonner and Wade. But they didn't do that. They rolled those three, even though, and you're right, four years is great. But the greatness is, is like Jordan. That's why you can't put Jordan, you can't put LeBron with Jordan. Because when Jordan did it, three in a row. Stop, came back three in a row. No one's ever done that. And six MVPs. So I'm just saying, in order to be to the least of that game or any of your sports, you got to do what he did and match that. But right. in the finals four years in a row, yeah, that's phenomenal. But to be the eliteness, the great of the greatest, he should at least win three in a row out of them four. That's what I'm saying. That's what everybody's <laughs> Well, see, I'm, this, I'm, this, I'm, this, I'm, I'm just saying, if, if you're matched by championships and you're matched by the great players in the league and you make make for matched by the great players in all sports, well, that's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, I'm I, just saying here that, of course, last year, you know, they got away with it and stuff like that. But, I mean, to be considered with greatness, you got. I mean, the great of the great. You got to do that. Uh, you got to remember. Well, you remember Michael Jordan played one night where he shouldn't have played when he had the, the flu, crazy flu. He could have died out there. That could have turned into pneumonia. Just stuff like what he did on the way of the road of, of one of those three championships he won in a row. But see, I don't. This is where I don't like comparing errors because uh, you know people, you you get all, you get all the pundits talk about is a different game in different eras, different place, different people, different eras, game change, this, that, and other. I don't want to compare. I don't personally like to compare eras. I, what I will say is, yes, obviously the Spurs had a better bench. Uh, I don't know if that's coaching. I just think that the Spurs had a better bench. I think uh, you got to give coaching some credit. You, for it you, you definitely was willing to take a, well, a twenty five thousand dollar fine early in the season for playing all of his bench guys in a game when the NBA wanted him to play his starters. Well, yeah, the reason they want to take this they want him to play the starters because people pay big money to uh-huh. go see him play, play the starters. But but he said, okay, yeah, I'm not me. saying the the, there's no there's no there's no doubt in my mind the guy's a great coach. I mean, he's proven himself year in and year out for a number of years. Uh, as far as this series being out coached, I don't know if it's out coached or just the better the better bench talent. I think the bench talent was better on the Spurs than it was on, uh, when they call these guys off the bench. I mean, uh, Chalmers, you didn't, see, Chal- see, Chalmers, see, Chalmers didn't deliver. Uh, the bench didn't. No, didn't, this, didn't this, deliver. This, this, this is what I disagree with you on that. You see, and I follow the Spurs in, in, the, in the Heat, and that's the reason why I can talk on this. Fulcher did not develop his bench. And the talent might have been there, but you didn't know because he didn't develop the bench. Pop, Pop developed the bench. And even like your man was saying right there, that, you know, he got fined and stuff, and he knew what he was doing. That was all part of the strategy. He wanted to develop his bench on top of the rest of his player. That was very savage. But I take a 25000 on him for doing that. He was developing. See, no one in the league has done what Pop has done. No one. See, if, if, if Miami would have developed that bench, See, he doesn't know how good that bench was because he didn't develop it. And the other guy wasn't Beasley. He ain't on. He wasn't on the weed. So the thing is, you know, you had him sitting there, and he didn't develop the bench. See, I'd have been pumping him. See, I'd have been developing him in the whole year. You see, because them going four years for four straight NBA title title runs. Okay, they won two. 
LeBron's tired, man. I'm telling you. I mean, you could be a, the best in the poor world, but I mean, you're going to need some support somewhere. That's why teams win championships. And that's what folks did versus Pop. Pop did it the right way. I mean, I mean, I've never seen a strategist like him outside of Riley, you know, Jackson. I mean, you, you, you can put him up there as one of the all-time strategists in coaching, what he did this whole year. And I'm going to tell you, I believe a lot of coaches are going to be calling him and trying to follow, follow his model. Some of the guys, some of the guys might get fined, <laughs> but I'm but I'm telling you, this man developed his bench. Okay, and his bench was probably better than some of most teams' five starters in the league. Well, here's the way I look at it: when, when, when Pop gets there four years in a row, I'll say he's a better coach than Spolster. Hey, but look at what he's done over the last decade. I mean, honestly, he's no, the, he's the best active. Was he won five? He's won five. Yeah, cool. he's the best active coach in the NBA today until Phil takes over for right. Derek Fisher halfway through the season. Absolutely. Uh, but see, he's, see, he's look, the best active coach in the NBA. Let me uh, break it down, too. I, I got to just throw out a quick one that Kawhi Leonard had a beast of a series. It was awesome. Um, well, he was, he was the beast. He was the beast. He was shooting what sixty, seventy percent at one time. And that's what he's it. You know, you, Let you me say this. championship setting, you need people to step up and have otherworldly performances. And, and you know, what, even when your system is as sound as theirs. And he absolutely what, what, I'm, what, I'm saying, what I'm saying to you, to be a great coach, the greater the greats, they went there four years in a row, which, which, which is phenomenal. But I'm saying when you have a coach, you got to be able to know to implement players to support that the, the, the superstar and the two supporting guys, the other second-level superstars on the Miami, you got to develop all that stuff around. you got to d- develop everything around it to maintain that. You see, the great, the great of the greats. Now, Popovich, what he did, yeah, he, he didn't go four straight. But I believe if Popovich had I don't that think he's team. he's won two in a row. No, no, he hasn't. Okay. But, I'm, but, I'm, but I'm saying if, you, if he had what, what, what the Heat had, I'm telling you, this is this is what I'm going to say. This is what I believe. Former athlete, he wins four in a row. <laughs> That's what I believe. Based on his, 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 based on his ground of work this year, he wins four in a row with Miami Heat. That's what I believe. He didn't know how to manage uh, Wade, Bosch, and LeBron James times and minutes and stuff. That's what I'm saying, and that's what he did. The story, like your man just said, there he got five twenty-five thousand doing what he did. Well. Hey, look what he did in the day. And I know there was a learning curve for him. He he found out who he had on the bench and on, on the floor at all times. That's what I that's and, and a lot of people are talking about that now. That he the one four straight. Even with the fatigue of a four straight. Because it takes a lot of you to go four straight. I think we're in an era now in professional sports where most nobody's gonna win four straights. And and any of the big three sports. Well, put it this way: I can agree with you on the four straight, but I but I just I believe you can win the three because it's been done. I don't care what year it is; he he can do it because LeBron James is a beast. Okay, he's more of a beast physically than anybody's ever played because he can play all five positions. And I'm telling you, Pop would have would have figured out a way to use this man properly. He's a beast. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen anything at six foot eight, two hundred seventy pounds doing he did. He can play all positions. Finally, we agree on something. <laughs> Well, you know, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, I'm gonna give or take, you know, but I'm just saying, you know, you know me, I'm gonna talk my trash anyway, you know me. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna man. talk trash all day long. Let's let's move it along, man. How about uh, right? Let's talk about Eric Compton. Well, first of all, man, let me tell you something. That's phenomenal. I mean, 
he got my attention. This man had two tr- heart transplants yes, as a he. kid, and just now recently, and for him to do what he did, let me tell you, something, I take my, I took my hat off to him. You can be walking them links with two two different hearts in your body, and you perform at the highest level. That's amazing. I mean, everybody should just stop for a minute and just say, "Wow, that's unbelievable." Two heart transplants. Just think about that now. Yeah. He he's represented two other human beings that pumped in his heart and pumped in his body. And he's sitting out there performing. And I knew that was really touching to me to know what he did and what he's trying to do now. Two heart transplants, man, that's amazing. Very interesting. Because I, mean, I tell you, because if you put a heart in my behind, I'm shutting down. <laughs> <laughs> that's because it goes in your chest. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but that was amazing. That was really amazing to me. Yeah, he, uh, Great story. The Great interesting story. thing about that, for people who don't know, he just won the. Uh, PGA uh, event, the, was it the U.S. Open? He right. uh, he had a heart transplant as a kid, right. and then he had to have another heart transplant uh, when he was 28 years old, which is just a few years right. ago. Uh, right. He talked about. I saw an interview with him. He talked about while you know when he was a kid and and all the medication he had to take and stuff like that. It really bloated him, and right. uh, he always thought of himself as a golfer. And golf got him back in shape, and he became, you know, very good at it. And then right. right when he made the tour and he was doing well on the tour, he needed another heart transplant. Right. And uh, and when he uh, got that other heart transplant, he, he told people he was going to come back on tour, and they all thought he was crazy. I mean, uh, right. going to go back on tour. Uh, you're right. And the guy's an amazing story. And, uh, and apparently he spends a lot of his time at hospitals talking uh, – talking about uh, organ donation and meeting with people who are waiting for transplants or getting transplants and talking to them about the medication they take cuz he's you know he can you know he he's, he has a knowledge of that stuff and inspi- right. inspiring these people and it's a great story you got to look up Eric Compton you know it's a, so it's why, a amazing um, story I, I don't know anything about this so why why did he have to have the first transplant what was wrong with him to begin with he had a bad know? heart just he had a bad heart he was born with a defective heart when he was a, was an infant oh okay yeah and then uh, over the years, uh, he said he woke up and he started feeling bad, and he thought he he kind of had an idea, so he thought he could get himself in better shape, so he wouldn't need a transplant. And then he told him he needed a transplant. He said he was angry about it. Uh, he fought the the thought of it and uh, tried to you know right. to, you know get by with diet and exercise. Right. And they basically right. said, no, you need a transplant. So then he ended up getting another transplant at, at twenty eight. Crazy. So basically, you know, getting a second heart, the heart that he had in there was 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 genetically wrong. Something was wrong with that. That's why he had to have another heart. Wow. And they learned as he went that the heart, the heart was not was something wrong with it genetically. It's it's amazing. It's it's amazing. It's one of those stories that you don't you don't really hear. Uh, uh, I don't. I've never heard anything like this. Well, uh, I never heard anything. Especially somebody on the uh, you know I've heard of you know rock stars getting organs and stuff and still partying. Like, right. You know, mostly livers, yeah. Uh, but I've right. never heard of a, a professional athlete uh, going through this and, no. and still competing at the highest level. That's what got my attention. I mean, that's what really got my attention. I said, wow. Then a guy called me this. Did you hear that story? I said, yeah, I heard that story. That's amazing. That was amazing. So today the uh, the uh, the U.S. Patent Office uh, canceled the trademarks uh, for the Washington Redskins. Uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, first of all, let me do this stuff here, sir. You remember all the Western movies where the, where the Cowboys said, let's go get some, get the Redskins, you got to stop them? Let me say this to you. And, this, and I, want, I want to prepare the audience on it, and I'm not going to be, a, don't take this as an offensive thing, but I'm going to say it, and I'm going to try to put it in perspective for you. 
And we know about the N-word and how derogatory it is to black people, okay? And it's so derogatory that you might as well call them the Washington niggas. That's equivalent to the same thing when you call us the N-word. That's exactly what it means with Native Americans, okay? That's awful. I think Daniels, and him being Jewish as well, as you know, he should have more sensitivity. That's my opinion. More sensitivity about these people and what they've been through, what they've been doing in our American system, okay? They were totally wiped out. In the used name, and I know it's a marketing, a trademark stuff, but say, listen, do the, you know, do the right thing. Take the high road. Change that name. And a lot of people are talking about, well, some players like RG3 step up and say, say something about, well, he's not going to do that. You know, but, 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 but you know, I'd have a lot more respect if he did do that. Talking about this, that is a no, in my opinion, that's a no, no. I just want to bring up another thing about, yeah, I don't know if you know this way, and, and you can check it out and, and check me and check me next, talk to me next week. But you know, the Florida State Seminoles, you know, the Florida State Seminoles with, with the tribe, they do give scholarships every year to some, to, to, to some of the, the, tri the tribal people coming into school. I mean, so. They are working with, with the, Na the Native American nation about stuff like that. That whole thing. I mean, maybe Snyder can do something with, with, with the Native Americans and donate to some kind of foundation, some educational fund. I mean, do something, but just don't say I'm not going to give it up and I'm going to fight you and whatever. That's very derogatory. You can call it anything. Anything offensive that you can call the Washington what? Anything. You can use everybody's ethnic Bill background. Sanders is pretty offensive, if you ask me. <laughs> well, as, 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 as my friend here, Peter, you likes to say, I'm going to play devil's advocate on this one. Um, right. They're, they're apparently, what I, what I understand was they originally, I don't know if they still do, but they originally had the blessings from a, 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 a tribe uh, or a nation, a Native American nation, for the use of that. And apparently it's... it's uh, Hang on a second. We got planes. And 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 also, what I what I read today was there are are several uh, teams on uh, Native American reservations that also use the terminology the 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 Redskins for their for their sports teams too. And I've also read there where there are uh, other. Native American tribes that have said that they back the Redskins on this. So where do we where do we draw the line? Is is it is it because a certain percentage say they're 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 offended, or is it because anybody's offended? And and that's where that's where my, my question is on that one. Well, here, well here, here's the thing. Overall, you got to get a common ground. If, if you have Native Americans using the word Redskins. You need, to do a, you need to do a powwow, Jack. Now you need to talk. You need to do a powwow, sit down around the table, and discuss it out. Because if they're doing it, that's wrong. If the Yash Football League is, they're wrong. Okay, you need, you got to go to some common ground and figure it out. It's offensive to some Native Americans, not offensive to some Native Americans. And I agree, I've heard that too. But I think it's, it, it's a big overall, more majority of more people being offensive. And all races, black, white, Asian, whatever it is, they are very offended by the Washington Redskins. Now, if you have some ignoramuses in the Native American uh, culture that's using that, shame on them. That's like let's walk around and say, "Hey, let's go see the Washington Negroes this weekend." Or, you know, that's the same thing we would do. You know, we're not going to. I knew a guy that had a softball team called the L.A. Negroes. I mean, can you imagine that? <laughs> a softball team, L.A. Negroes. 
That's that's, that's insane. So I'm just so I'm just saying. It's a good, so, honest drinking sport. That is no place. <laughs> 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 you know, like I grew up, I grew up in San Diego County. Uh, there were five Indian reservations within 20 miles of my hometown. Right. And um, all growing up playing baseball all through all through Pony League, uh, the, the closest Indian reservation, Paula Reservation, they always had a team of all of the Indian kids for each age group, and they were always the Braves. They always just, like, that, that's reserved for you guys. Um, and it wasn't because the white man said, here, you guys get the Braves. It was because they were like, hey, we don't want the Indians because we don't want Chief Wahoo because we have the Braves. Um, and, you know, like my high school mascot was the Warriors, and we had a big old Native American feather headdress thing. And, you know, CNN used to come by every few years and try to stir it up and tell us we needed to change it. But uh, Right. I mean, we, we had I mean, you, I mean, you can turn you can you can turn you can try to turn it into a pride a prideful thing, but I mean, listen, if you got Native American Native Americans talking about they use the, the red skin thing for their logos and stuff like that, that's wrong. So I mean, you, you, if they're divided, they need to come to a national thing. Hey, look, are we going to use this? Are we going to Redskins here? Are we going to fight them? I mean, they need to come to some kind of agreement. Period. And if anything, like I said, hey, Daniel Snyder, the NFL, hey, start donate money to these to the needs of these Native Americans, all Native Americans. Okay, that's what you need to do. I mean, you know, show your wallet, and maybe you can change it. If not, they're going to fight you. At the end of the day, they're going to fight you. And now Congress is involved. I mean, you don't want it to go there. Well, and I know Daniel Snyder's going to fight. Here's, here's my problem right now. There's enough shit going on in this nation yeah. that Congress should be involved in, and this is way down on the fucking list. And it really upsets me when I find out that our elective representatives are spending time on something like this. You know what? Maybe there, maybe there, there needs to be something done. But they got a whole lot of other things they need to be dealing with before they get down to what the name of the national football team is. Well, amen on that because we got border problems. We got Afghanistan. We got we got India. We got Al. I mean, we got Libya. We got Iraq, Egypt. I mean, you got a lot of issues. We got unemployment. Yeah, you're right. I totally agree with you. You know, you worrying about you know a name of a team. Come on, I mean, you can work that out. Period. You know, just open up your wallet, sit down. Okay, how much you need? How much you want? Let's figure it out. Hey, Dave, tell us real quick about Mike's Cafe. Oh, man, Mike's Cafe, man. I'm Dave something. That's the bomb down there. You got to go get some of them Anthony Davis, Notre Dame killer red velvet pancakes. Man, I had, I had some the other day. Man, I thought I was going to heaven. It was so sweet, I, I, almost, I almost slapped myself. <laughs> I mean, you got to go see that. You got to go down there. I mean, you got to, look, you got to come to Pacoima on Van Nuys Boulevard. And you come sit in there, you ask for Ralph, and you, the first thing you need to say, I need some red velvet pancakes. I'm telling you, when you walk in the door and you're smelling that stuff, you start floating. You start you, floating off you, your feet. Let me tell you something right now. If I drive all the way to goddamn Pacoima and order some pancakes, and call them AD pancakes, and they don't, tell me, they don't know what I'm talking about, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> well, they know what they're talking about. It's right there on the menu. All right. <laughs> Notre Dame Killer Pancakes and the lovely girls there, you know, serving them up. I'm telling you. And they're really prideful when they say, hey, these are AD's pancakes. All right. <laughs> Go, just go to eat some nice bacon and some eggs and get you some of that serving, that special 
sauce they put on there, oh man, you'd be wouldn't want to slap everybody you walk into. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, next time I'm down uh, at the Lynx and Hanson Dam, I'm going to swing by Mike's and pick up some AD pancakes. You ain't kidding. And if that ain't good enough for you, you can always go down to the Tilt to Kilt and see Baca and Ashley. They'll take care of you on something else on the other side of the, 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 the other side of the county. <laughs> this. <laughs> They're serving some good stuff. To, you know, so I'm going to have to influence them to get a special dish for me. I know it's a tilted kilt, and uh, and that's a different thing. You know, i got I got to put some of that my brotherly stuff involved in it. Here. <laughs> you need to come up with a dish for me there, too. But anyway, as we stand, those are my two hangouts. Those are my two water holes when I'm in Orange County, Newport Beach, or when I'm out in Pacoima, my old stomping ground. Those are the two spots I'm at, the tilted kilt and Mike's Cafe eating those Notre Dame killer pancakes. All right, AD. Hey, brother, thanks a lot, as always, for joining us. And we'll chat with you again next week. My pleasure. Good talking to you, AD. Anthony Davis, all man. Right. Thank you all. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and uh, listen to some Rooster Raw. This is called Oxnard. We come back, it'll be the time for a little bit of T-Bone's timeout after this.
This is Dave from the Dave Matthews Band for Rad. When you go out and party, get drunk, then drive, you're not only loaded, you're a loaded weapon. When you celebrate, designate. Choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. My name is Joe Thompson. I'm 29, and thanks to my college degree, I'm a systems analyst. And the college me would tell you. I wouldn't be here without Big Brothers Big Sisters. My big brother believed in me, and to a 7-year-old... That means a lot. My big brother's name is Phil. And Phil is the reason that this seven-year-old grows up to be a systems analyst. Whether you donate money or time, you're helping Big Brothers Big Sisters help a child. Start something today at BigBrothersBigSisters.org. Brought to you by Big Brothers Big Sisters and the Ad Council. Talk Story Radio. I'm Shelby. And I'm Jesse. And we're, we're After, after arrows. arrows. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Swoop's World. Awesome. <laughs> My brain is more dependable If life isn't making me feel alive <laughs> Only if we get the Petros version Oh, uh, you know that sound? Yeah! It's time for sports yeah! with T-Bone's timeout Or as we say it here, it. it's T-Bone's timeout <laughs> scoreline here uh he was an error away from a perfect game it didn't look like he gave up any walks i don't know that i don't know because i missed Line it him up and shoot him. yeah man but that might have been that error might have been one of those errors that should have been a and yeah could have been, been a hit but let's give him an error because and that is that it does happen they were in they're at home Colorado? they're at oh, home they were in they were in so right, you so definitely home field ruling. I haven't player. seen it, so I'm just looking at the uh, at the line. He, he was perfect into the sixth inning. So uh, he was. That's what I, I was told. That yeah. That definitely, probably could maybe have had some sort. I'd of, have to see uh, it to know one way or the other, but uh, it's a possibility. To, we're gonna have to get the the highlights going on here, yep. so we can check it out and see the the lone blemish on tonight's no hitter. Again, that is Clayton Kershaw. The young man from uh, somewhere in Texas who has landed here in L.A. and been spectacular thus far in his For career. For sure, right? Getting a no-hitter. Uh, the Dodgers win, what was it, 2-0? No, it was 8 eight to zero. nothing. Was yeah, I mean, they, they whooped them. Yeah, uh, so uh, somebody out there singing I Love L.A. and it's not just <laughs> Blasio. What's his first name? C-L-A-Y-T-O-N. C-L-A-Y. Clay Tone. Yeah, Tone. <laughs> Ton of clay. Ton of clay. Um, Let's see if we can get it. Well, let's just touch on baseball for a few minutes while we're while we since we here it is. Conveniently I know what's going on. Sorry, sorry. That's all right. Um, you know we've got. Uh, oh no! It was a bona fide error. Oh, who, the who bona fide Hanley Ramirez. Hanley. Bona fide error. He did the ball get stuck in his shirt that he refuses to uh, he, all the way? No, he just he just drove in on a ball. Uh, came in on a ball. Here's if I, if I can remind this for you guys. Hanley. Yeah. 
Okay, here you Hanley. go. Here it comes. I like Hanley. He's one of yeah, my he, I like him a lot too, but he he does get a little dodgy out in the outfield in, in the field there sometimes. Peter Peter is breaking. Uh, was Peter? Yeah, right was Peter breaking FCC rules? Why don't you go ahead and pick up where you left there off? There it is. There it is. You want to see? Well, the Dodgers with their 8-0 no hitter victory tonight. Oh, it was a throwing error. Yeah, like a Steve Sachs throw just, there. Huh? She just literally <laughs> threw it away. Yeah, visions of Steve like Sachs out there. Yeah, right. Using the T-bones <laughs> right there. Otherwise, that's a perfect game. <laughs> but the Dodgers with the win tonight, four and a half back on the Giants. Uh, the Giants and Giants are like, whew, they're falling like a lead. They're just yeah, and they've, they've lost they've like something been, like twelve or fifteen or the, something like the that. Giants are uh, uh, they've lost five straight. And uh, eight of their last ten, and that's only because they only showed their last ten on the street party. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that it's but, like 12 uh, of But 13, the Dodgers have still really not done much to close the gap. Not as much so, as you would hope, um, yeah, as a fan. But, uh, you know, at least they're not in last. Um, yeah. <laughs> I gotta, before we go on with the standings, uh, Monday I was busy doing some things, and then I was watching the World Cup and... Uh, I thought I saw something on Facebook, but I was like, no, I must not have seen that. And then I opened up the ESPN later in the day, and uh, Monday was a lousy day for San Diego sports yes, and, fans. Tony, and, and Long Beach fans. Yeah, was and he's, a, he's a Long Beach Poly guy. Yep. Uh, yep. Tony Gwynn passed away on Monday at the age of 54, 54. from uh, cancer. Um, Salivary gland Salivary or something gland, like that? yeah. Um, and this is a guy who... Who was loved wherever he, he was. Yeah, man. he's just a, a. He had one of those infectious personalities. Oh yeah, and smiles and even as he was hitting the ball and laughs. getting on base, you couldn't help yeah. but like him, even if it was against your team or yeah. And you know he was diagnosed with cancer back in 2010. He just signed and, a, a one-year extension too. Didn't yeah, he? he just signed an extension, but he's been on medical leave for most of this baseball season. He's been the head head coach at San Diego State for several years now, um, but this season in particular, he. He has had some some rough. He had already had some rough uh, battle with his cancer treatments going on. So he has been out since March, and uh, on Monday he finally succumbed to uh, the cancer and everything else that comes along with it. Trip, this is right. It's like right on time, man. It's <laughs> still much better today. Yeah. Uh, just but, a little, um, little off. Um, you know. You hate to see anybody go at that age. Uh, yeah, de- I definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he, did, he definitely was uh, you know, in the vicinity of, of Swoop. Uh, we're not going to say above or below. But, um, you know, you just, you just hate to see somebody, especially somebody who was such a genuinely great person. I mean, he, you know, I, I hate all of, the, all of the instant posthumous elevations of character that we tend to do as a society where everybody's a great guy after they die. Right. Uh, this is a guy that I don't think anybody would argue this uh, 20 days or 20 years ago. He was a guy that everybody enjoyed being around. And, yeah. Um, Where's this kid playing right now? He's in Philly right now. Anthony is playing for the Phillies, and and he's having a rough year so far. I think he was batting like 160 mm. last I saw. So he is below the Mendoza line and about half of his dad's line at the moment. Um, but Tony Gwynn, as a as a major league hitter, batted over 300 in all but one of his major league seasons, uh, which is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I lived down in San Diego at, at, at one point where, uh, for a number of years, but at one point where uh, I, I remember opening up the sports page or listening to the, the 
broadcast, whatever. And it was like Tony Gwynn showed up to the ballpark with glasses. This guy had been hitting 300 every year, and it turned out he didn't have perfect vision. He had way less than perfect vision. He was at like 2060, 2080. I mean, he wasn't blind or nothing, but obviously. But he was – and so, you know, the, the joke was, was like, man, he's beating the crap out of us. And he can't hardly see the ball. And now, now he's corrected his vision. He's and it, true enough, he kept going. He just kept going. Yeah, so. I mean, you're, got, you're talking about a guy who he was. He, I remember seeing his 3,000th hit live mm-hmm. on TV because it happened in friggin' Montreal of all places. Right. But uh, you know, in '94, which was a year that any baseball fan loathes, in '94. Uh, <coughs> <laughs> you know, in, in 1994, baseball went on strike, and uh, hopefully that's the last labor stoppage in baseball for the foreseeable future. But, I mean, you know you know something's going to happen eventually again. But on August 11th of 1994, the day that the players actually voted to strike, Tony Gwynn was hitting 394. Um, then, now, this is the uh, – there were two, two things that were probably – Two pieces of history that were robbed from baseball on that day. The first being Tony Gwynn, at the time, being four hits away from 400, 400. on the season. Yeah. Uh, and and very close to being the first to achieve 400 on the season since Tony Gwynn, I mean since Ted, Ted Williams. Williams, I'm sorry, back in the 40s. Um, and the other was that the Montreal Expos were in first place by <laughs> a wide margin. Yeah. Uh, the Expos were on an absolute tear that year. Never to be seen uh, again. Yeah. They don't, they don't exist anymore. So, um, did they have the red, white, blue uniforms? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. But it was a funny blue. Yeah. It was not the right color blue. It was almost a royal blue. Yeah. Um, <coughs> it was Canadian blue. Leave it to the, the French Canadians to. I think it was a Quebec. Quebecois. Yeah. Blue. But, uh, you know. The, the Padres had, like, a, a little tribute to him before the game tonight. I didn't get a chance to watch that. But, you know, I was crying on Monday, man. That sucks. It, was, it does suck, man. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's it was definitely sad. He's one of those guys that you, you, everybody, everybody loved. You know, you know, no child molestation bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> right? I know. He was one of the good ones. Yeah, for sure. Ones, exactly. and he, did it, he did it right. You know, he was, I mean... I don't know. Can you name a, a player after him who's going to stay with uh, Jeter? Is going to be the last, the last of the breed you know, to stay with the team his whole career. And, you know what makes Gwyn even more his record or his his numbers even more spectacular. I mean, he did it in San Diego at a time when San Diego was he was the only consistently guy consistently a bad there was team. Nobody, there was, was a nobody bad in mascot. front of Warbon. yeah, and a bad mascot too. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> But it was consistent, so for him oh, to... you're still on the child molestation. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, but not a two-minute... <laughs> it all makes sense. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm amazed at what he did, especially in the last half of his career, when his body type pretty much matched the mascot. <laughs> yeah, right? Talking about a dude who was still stealing 30-plus bases when he was... When he looked like Charles Barkley. Yeah, when he was visibly <laughs> overweight. Yep. I mean, the guy made... It had to be maddening as a young pitcher or anybody else coming up in the league to see this this guy in his mid-30s with a big old belly right. who was just slapping the ball all over the field and running bases like nobody's business. I mean, because baseball is so much more than just a brute physical game. And, uh, you know, that's why when we saw the steroid 
thing really become a, a He'll never be accused of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's clean, these, man. All these guys do, uh, and that just shows you the extraordinary he's talent not that he was. <laughs> nope. I mean, the, the guy got drafted by the Padres and the Clippers on the same day mm-hmm. back in 1981. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was drafted by the NBA. Both San Diego teams, out of San Diego. And... Uh, the Clippers are still there. Yeah, still I think they were still there. Yeah, I think time. so, yeah. yeah. It wasn't long after that, if, if uh, at all, that they moved. Who moved them again? Some <laughs> Sterling guy. Some, yeah. some, some upstanding uh, individual. <laughs> it was a uh, philanthropist, I hear. Yeah, a lot of growers that needed to be filled, man. I filled four Just of those. <laughs> I filled four of those on Sunday and drained <laughs> them all on Sunday. <laughs> I, uh, I brought two... two Beachwood Growlers mm-hmm. to a Father's Day thing on Sunday. I expect my uh, Stone Growler will be filled this weekend since my kid has a tournament in the Escobedo. Woohoo! There you go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Gotta get away. Might actually come home with an extra one. <laughs> I might send you some Growlers. Uh, just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> well, for 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 yesterday and today, the Padres could, could mourn Tony Gwynn instead of their abysmal record. Um, they currently reside in last in the NL West. I'm just saying something because Arizona sucks. Yeah, they they are both 13 and a half games back, but Arizona has played more games and thus has a higher winning percentage. Um, Man, have you seen have you seen uh, Kirk Gibson lately? I haven't. I haven't. Oh paid notice. I, w- I would have walked right by him if I. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the last couple of years since he's been the Diamondbacks manager, I mean, he looks nothing like. Oh, he looks no. Like, this is this is the guy. Yeah. I remember. The, the, the fist pump. Yeah. yeah. That is. I mean, hell, that's almost thirty years ago. It may very well be. There's no resemblance of that guy there. Well, I mean, he, you know, things that you remember from that night. You know, he had the dark facial hair. Uh-huh. You know, Big mustache. Yeah. He wasn't gray at all. He was, oh, there was no gray anywhere. He's definitely now gray there, now. There is <laughs> no black hair anywhere got, on him now. Who's that? He goes, that's Kirk Gibson. That's Kirk Gibson. <laughs> that's right. Which Kirk Gibson are we talking about here? <laughs> Although he seems like he's in fairly he's in good, good shape. shape. He's definitely he still good does shape. not. I mean, everything about no. him does not look no. lean and young. Like doesn't look like he's out of shape. He so. just doesn't look like Kirk Gibson. Yeah. That's, you know, like, that's an interesting transition when you go from ball player who's, you know, I mean, Probably he was bro- burning he more was bro- calories he was in, in a six-month period than people uh, should yeah. in a year. Yeah. You know, you go from that to the coaching side of it, and it's like, well, I gotta go get my workout in in the morning before the boys come in. And do that <laughs> yeah, but some workout. guys go from some guys blow up. He didn't blow up. Well, he Mike Socher was never looks, a skinny man. No. <laughs> <laughs> but he's def- <laughs> and Mike Socher looks better than he did a couple years ago. I think he really he had to temper himself a little bit. I think because he. He fell off a little bit for a yeah, while. Yeah, but he didn't. He yeah. didn't have like Tommy doing Nutrisystem commercials. <laughs> Tommy was doing. He was doing Amco commercials too. I mean, Tommy would do whatever commercials. Yeah, but I mean, Tommy him. blew up. I mean, I mean, not that he was ever like a, a you know felt. But he was. A, he blew up. <laughs> oh man, the the Brew Crew, they've they've mediumed out a little bit. They had like a ten game winning streak, I think, earlier on. Uh, they've they've calmed down a bit, but hey, Kansas City, the Royals, the team of perpetual yeah. lack of hope. Uh, they've since, won since Brett left. They've won, yeah, <laughs> they've won ten in a row. Ten in a row. I saw that today. Uh, as of today, and they're in first in the Central for the first time since in Brett forever, like ten years, right? Didn't both the Bretts play there? Uh, Briefly. 
There was just like a t- one or two years, I think, where they played together. Yeah. And then George stayed, but the uh, the other one left. Yeah. Kurt Brown. Uh, I'm not gonna remember. Uh, there was a brief time. This was just like a year or two, I think, where they played together. I know my I know my dad played against him in Little League. And oh yeah. Him, so. <laughs> Get it? You're killing me, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Own it. I do, man. I wear well. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea how old you were until like a year into this little fucking thing. So. When I said I got a kid your age. Yeah. yeah that was Actually, the, about six months older than you. Yeah, that was the first. Uh, that was the first head scratcher. Wait a minute. My parents were pretty damn young. Right? <laughs> uh. <laughs> hey, dude, the A's. The A's keep on doing their thing, man. That's a, that's just a good ball club. I don't know what to say about them. Can I give them credit? They, they every year they're still, in the running. I still can't name five players on their roster. It's I can't because, name of, one, it's because man. of Jonah Hill, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's absolutely what it is. He's got money ball. Billy, Billy Bean squeezing right? it. Yeah. And Brad Pitt gets a zero credit, but Jonah Hill gets much credit. <laughs> you gotta compete. No, have you guys watched that movie? I, no. I watched it. I liked it. I really did. It's a I, good movie. I was surprised. I didn't think I was gonna like it. Yeah, because I think. You know, it seemed cheesy. It seemed yeah. really super cheesy. That's why I avoided it. It was good. It was there, good. There's at least one really awkward scene in it, though, where Billy Bean is kind of stressing out about what's going on with the club and everything. And, and they just show him, like, driving around in his Dodge pickup, like, just tearing around in a parking lot, like, with a big old dip in his mouth. And I'm like, are they just... I mean, clearly he's driving drunk, but they're not showing. Like, there's no booze around. They never showed him drinking before, but it's just like... What's, what's going on? <laughs> Why is this scene in the movie? I don't know. I don't understand. Filler. <laughs> but um, the A's on top of the West by a five-game margin at the moment. That's and impressive. like we said, oh, why is anyone from the 949 calling me right now? <laughs> so I'm not going to get that call answered. Um, Kansas City on top of the Central and in the... Generally staunch East. Uh, it's a little, it's a little down at the moment. Tampa Bay. I'm not sure what's going on with them lately. Tampa Bay is 28 and 45 right now, Oof. which actually is the worst winning percentage in baseball. That's amazing. Yeah. Considering how, you know, how well they finished last year. Yeah. I mean, they, they have been. I mean, the whole division has had their bright spots. Everybody's had those up years lately, but. Tampa Bay is a team that is kind of cut from the same cloth as the A's. And, and yeah. Joe Madden's a manager that, how can you not like the guy? But uh, for them to be at a 384 winning percentage right now is a little bit, <laughs> a little bit brutal. That uh, is, yeah. At the other end, the Blue Jays, two and a half games up on the Yankees and the rest. Um, yeah, I was a little surprised about that. Yeah. Just because they have been that one team that, Hasn't really had an up year <laughs> anytime recently. Well, yeah. At least in the last few, last yeah, couple. Yeah, you know, I think they're still still clinging to the Joe Carter yeah. year. Yeah, that was so, a good year. It was. But that was almost 20 years ago now, I believe. It was 21 years ago now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the day that Mitch Williams died, metaphorically. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that the day the music died? Oh, no. In the Toronto. Music, the music died long before <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the World Cup for a minute. Because... 
because there's been a lot, uh, lot of some fun stuff. I'm telling you, we talked a little bit already about that. It's yeah. been fun, uh, at least better than the last two, as far as as we said earlier in the show. For those of you who may not have heard, uh, those last two World Cups, it seemed that a lot of the games were like, "Hey, let's go out there, not give up a goal, a tie, a draw is good." I guess that's our point. And there have been a couple of those games, but I, I would say uh, uh, at least. I've probably seen about 70% of the games. Of the games I've seen, I can only really think of two or three where, like, teams set out, like, tie is good. 0-0 draw is good. Even the Mexican game, which Mexican-Brazil, which ended up 0-0, those guys were trying to score points. I mean, neither one of them was like, hey, a draw is good. They were were bombing away. For sure. So it's been, without a doubt, the best group stage of any of the recent. uh, Uh, Tomorrow's looking pretty good, too. I mean, tomorrow you got Colombia and the Ivory Coast. Uruguay and England. That should be fun. That should be a good game. Then that's going to be essentially an elimination game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, absolutely. England lost. Kind of, England, I think, won. was the exception. That one was kind of a snoozer of a game. It was, I mean, but and I know that might just neither kind of one of them set out. To, they weren't trying to get a zero. That's the, that's Italy's yeah. fault because Italy they get a lead and they're like, okay, we got our lead. Now we're yeah. going to sit on it. Oh, you scored. Now we're going to score again. Now we're going to sit on it. So that's just Italy's style. Mm-hmm. But I got to say. England obviously didn't win, but they look dangerous. They look like a team that's like one that guy Sturridge, yeah, and the other S guy Sterling. Sturridge is yeah right. (laughs) (laughs) Two S guys, two young black guys with the one is Sturridge. Sturridge was amazing. I mean that guy is amazing, and then the other guy is a perfect complement to him. I can't remember his name, but it starts with an S. It looks like they're they look like a team that is almost gelling. If they come together, they could be a very very good team because yeah. they were strong defense. Mm-hmm. You what know, do you think so, about this Japan Greece game because your 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 people look bad last. Oh game. my god, they look tor- <laughs> We're talking about teams that were uh, what that would came out with looking at a draw. Yeah, they are. They look horrible. They look horrible. They look like our only hope is to get three draws and hope everybody else beats the crap out of each other. And they looked horrible. Japan didn't look great, but at least they were trying to score points. Yeah. They, they lost to who? who did Japan lose to? Ivory Coast. Coast. Yeah. yeah. But they were they trying to score first. points. They scored first. Yeah. And they were trying to score points throughout the game. So yeah. And I they scored quickly. I mean, the, yeah. the first goal came really early in the game. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Greece looks horrible. Japan, I mean, honestly, I know, I know. Nobody's listening, so uh, I'm pulling. I'm pulling for Japan because of people listening. No, no, I mean, I mean, not, not your my peeps. None of your Greek peeps are listening. Right, I'm right? pulling for Japan just because Greece did look so horrible, and I at least respect Japan's last effort. And uh, assuming they come out the same way, I'd rather see them win, draw, than see Greece go up, come out here. They looked horrible, that last thing. Yeah, so. you know, I, I noticed on Facebook earlier today that Cafe Neo is having a special during the Japan-Greece game. Oh, yeah? Um, lamb chops and feta fries for 12 bucks during the game. Sounds tasty. Yeah, I'm tempted to stick around. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to drive up and see the, uh, the parents tomorrow at some point, but <laughs> I'm tempted to stay and go there for that first. And what's our other game then tomorrow? The other game tomorrow we have oh man. Uruguay and uh, England, Japan and Greece, and then <laughs> tried to buy some time for you, man. El Tercero. 
you go, you go Columbia and Ivory Coast. Oh, oh, yeah, you said that right. Yeah. yeah, that's the one game that just seems like it has zero influence in anything. It could be a good game, but it just neither one of those teams are advancing. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they're both they're both uh, one and zero at the moment. They both have points on in their column right now. But who knows? Who knows? The U.S. had a fun one. Yes, they on did. Monday. Yes, they yeah, uh, Clint Dempsey scored. wasn't pretty. It was not a pretty. It game. was not a pretty game, but, but it, it was, was a, a good fun game. game to it watch. Was a good game to watch. Exactly. Clint Dempsey scored a goal thirty seconds into the game and earned a broken nose. Yeah. Oh, oh my God! God, he got, he got clocked. He got clocked, man. Oh, You're not lying, man. Man. Oh my God! I can't yeah. wait to see him because I'm what's, sure he's gonna have two black eyes. What's his name? Went out. Uh, Altador. 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 Is he gonna play? Is he done? They haven't. They haven't announced anything yet. But yeah, the U.S. side had a lot of a lot of injuries to guys that they were really hoping would kind of be able to carry them and be veterans at least here at the, be- at the beginning of this deal. Um, the the U.S. has their first uh, sub come off the bench to score a goal. I think in like ever. Yeah, ever in the it, World, World, World Cup at least. Yeah. Is that yeah. Brooks? Brooks? Yeah. Was yeah. That was a beautiful goal. Dramatic Woo! fashion. Because I, you know, like I said, I was watching the game on the phone while I was moving folks. And, He's the new Johnny Football. And it was 1-0 for the whole damn game. And then in the 82nd minute, Ghana scores a goal, and I'm like, oh, man, what the heck? Yeah. And then I look down in my pocket a couple minutes later, and it's like, oh! <laughs> it was like the hockey games that we've been watching right? in the last exactly. couple months where somebody scores after a long drought, and it's like the other team just comes right back and does it, you know? Uh, so in the 86th, Brooks gets a beautiful header into the goal. The U.S. That takes was, a 2-1 was. lead that stood, and uh, they get three points in the... Now, my one, of Col- go ahead. Uh, well, I was going to say, my one complaint about the game was that I understand you have a goal lead and you don't want to protect the goal lead, but you you can't. You got to keep the. You got to keep the pedal down. Man. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you guys have uh, in the in the whatever I'm watching, uh, Xbox. Uh, the bottom has like these little Nike things, you know, those little Nike sayings at the bottom of the uh-huh. advertising, and. Uh, one of the advertisements is playing safe is the greatest risk or something. You know, it is. And they have these little so so you know because you're watching the game, they have these little at the bottom advertisements, right? It's only, Nike. Then only you read. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. Actually, I didn't read any of them I, until I read that. I, I wasn't paying any attention. And for some reason, this caught my eye. They and then there's you. like there's like yeah, they got exactly. me. There's five or six of these sayings, and the other ones I couldn't possibly tell you because. They did, they were stupid, but this one is like <laughs> this one made sense to me. I'm like, and that's my complaint with the U.S. is like, okay, I get it. You don't want to be reckless, and you don't want to be you don't want to give the counters and all that. But playing safe but see, is a bad. Here's my thing, and it almost it almost bit him in the ass. That's not the U.S. That's soccer. Man. No, no, it is soccer. It's, it is, which but is not the, everybody does that. I know, but which is the lamest part? There's there's a few lame parts. I mean, that Italy's I famous for it. it yeah, but playing, Brazil does it, and playing, Germany didn't. Playing not to lose. Germany did that's not. just no. And neither Germany. did the Netherlands. Germany and the Netherlands both just said they're pedal to the metal. We're that's as many as we can, and run the fucking score up. And with Ronaldo. Yeah, I tell you what that 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 header. And then by, that, did you see the Australian header, game with by that the guy from the Netherlands? That header, that the guy. Oh, Van Persie, most, most beautiful yeah. goal I've ever seen in my did life. You, and did you see today's game where the Netherlands played Australia? Yes. Oh my God! Us both times Australia went ahead. Yeah. Australia was up 
one nothing, then two one. Less than two minutes later. Oh my god! They they just that was back. a great game, and I you know I know the the Socceroos were heavily the underdogs, uh, and they they're now been eliminated, uh, even though they have one more game to play. They, I, I totally respect them. I will cheer they for them. Hard. They play hard. I will cheer for them every single time just because hard, of how hard they every play. Every time they score, Netherlands goes. They did. Yeah, we got it. We'll take that. <laughs> we're we're going to do that. That was a fun game just because. Hey, let's, take, let's take a quick break. Uh, you listen yeah. to Swoops on the Talk Show Radio Network. This is Michelle Mangione. This is called Fly featuring Sam Morrison right here in the middle of T-Bone's timeout. <laughs> and we'll be back after this. Monday morning Too much thinking Could take your soul away And happiness becomes a Broken armchair Where you would like to stay How much would you try just enough to get by and tell me how far just how far would you fly
Yes, Mom? I wanted to talk to you about something, and... Oh, wait. Hold on. I just got a text. Oh, wait, Mom. I just got a message. So many comments on my comment. Hey, guys, check out my wait. new video game. Mom, what? Huh? Pew, pew. What'd you say? This huh? weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family. To find the forest nearest you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hi, this is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Hello, this is Exine Cervenka. You're listening to Swoop's World. College World Series, which is currently uh, taking place in Omaha. The last California team, UC Irvine, went down today uh, at the hands uh, of Texas, of all schools. And uh, this was their second loss. They are eliminated. Um, you know, this is a team that Irvine beat in the opener in Omaha, 3-1. to one. They lose today 1-0. to zero. Um, Good run for the Anteaters, I guess. I mean... Thing, but <laughs> it's nice to see California get down there. And well, I I, I got I, I just heard that the, the coalition of anteaters is going to be revoking their trademarks and protesting them pretty soon. 
You know what? I find uncircumcised penises to be not at all offensive or derogatory personally, but I'm sure that some people out there do. So. Uh, apparently, some people do. Yeah. Apparently, and I guess that's all it takes. I mean, oh, the patent you know office what? can just. We, we're, uh, I got to tell you this funny story about uh, circumcision. Oh yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'll let Peter tell you. It's even funny. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but with the, of the eight teams that went to Omaha, Louisville, Texas Tech, and now UC Irvine have been eliminated. Uh, leaving starting tomorrow, we've got TCU and Ole Miss. Wow, t- the state of Texas had three teams in the tournament this year. Ooh. God dang it! It's a big state. Doesn't really do it for me. It's a huge kind state. Kind of aggravates me. A bit. <coughs> but TCU and Ole Miss tomorrow, and then Friday we got Vanderbilt versus Texas and Virginia versus the winner of uh, Texas and Vanderbilt. So. You know, we got five teams left, and it's waning fast at this point. Shouldn't the uh, shouldn't the Little League World Series be coming up here? That goes a little bit later because like that, that doesn't really get going big sure. until summertime. For some reason, because the, and it's because college the, one and the they always in the, they're together in my mind. Well, but not. But, but remember, college gets out earlier than elementary school does, for the most part, and then also um, elementary junior high. Well, it's. Little League is Little League is right. It's eleven and twelve year olds. That it's senior league. I mean, Unless you're for the DR. Senior. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the question. You can be fifteen. <laughs> uh, but, uh, or eight, so or eighteen. We're talking about you know, fifth, sixth, seventh grade kids for the Little League World Series, and they are just really so getting started. Point. See, when I was, I know they call it middle school now, but when I was in junior high school, that was sixth, seventh, and eighth. So it's fifth. See, when I was in junior high, it was 7th and 8th. Yeah, 6th grade was elementary. Yeah. Whereas I went to a K-8 school. So you didn't go to junior high at all. You didn't go to junior high, and you didn't go to middle school. Yeah. We had a, so you don't know what the hell we're talking about. We had about. a junior high in my town. but I Which is normal when we start talking about things in the past. Old stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, we can go way back. My grandpa loved to tell me about how he graduated from eighth grade in Iowa and then moved out to California. And at the time when he came out here, junior high was seventh, eighth, and ninth. Yeah. So he got eighth grade graduation in <laughs> Iowa and then ninth grade graduation <laughs> in California. <laughs> He goes, what's with all these freaking graduations? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I'm still going to school. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Little League World Series will be, uh, that'll be late July into August, I yeah. think. Because oh, these kids are just now at the point where they can start to travel. Gotcha. So, uh, like saying, in my it. mind, they were they'll be doing at the like same the time, but I guess not. And then regional and other kind of weird, whatever they call them, tournaments before they get uh, Super regionals. To go down to, to Williamsport, PA. Um, but, you know, a couple more games left in Omaha. Last thing I want to talk about in terms of T-Bone's timeout tonight is that the Los Angeles Kings Los Angeles on Kings. Friday night hoisted their second Stanley Cup in three years. What, uh, is that what called? The El Jefes? Los, Los Reyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's not going to be any like trademark uh, rescinding here going on. You know, yeah, because you know the monarchy gets really exactly. pissed when somebody messes with their. feelings are we going to? It sounds like it. I'm pretty sure Queen of England's going to be giving us a call here well, any moment. Thankfully, she's too inbred to know how to work the phone. But she's got. People. But she's got handlers she's got people. who know how to do that. Allegedly. Her son's too busy writing articles about global warming. <laughs> but, um, and art? 
no. in architecture. He's a big yeah, architecture he's a really guy. Brilliant guy. <laughs> I mean, listen, a, listen. A when you're in your seventies and you've been waiting to freaking take over, <laughs> and you realize it ain't gonna happen, I gotta pick up something. He's gotta, yeah. find, he's gotta find a cause, right? Yeah, I'm amazed it took him this long. Really, I mean, that just shows you how little the guy had going for him outside of his name. Yeah, I mean. Birth is birth. That's Bob, it. Bob's gonna first and not him. second. That's it. Yeah. Bob will outlive him, and it'll go to his kid. That's fine. It's probably better. Really? Like, yeah, yeah like it's way of, better. I like both of his kids way better than I like him. Yeah, because who wants uh, to see Camilla Parker Bowles? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't ever like to take it there, but have you guys seen this new reality show? Like, who wants to marry? How, how Harry? stupid! How stupid are these bros? Oh, they're fucking. They're fucking they actually believe got like a piss poor <laughs> Prince Harry lookalike. Yeah, he's like the Venice Beach. He's like the accent. Venice Beach uh, Prince Harry lookalike. And all these, it's like the Joe Millionaire show from a decade ago. Gotcha. Uh, but all these broads think that they have a shot with the real Prince Harry, who's not ever going to be the king of anything anyway. Um, but well, it's, it's pretty, accidents happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but Prince, what's his name? Already has a son, so I mean. <laughs> Whatever, man. More than one accident could happen. I'm just thinking, who, who are these? Who are these Kate, people? Kate Middleton. <laughs> not, not Peter Stein. <laughs> hey, have you seen the choices he had? Well, I mean, it's all relative. Just like I mean, you told me about DC. Well, I mean, yeah. Actually, probably literally she's, all relative. She's, she's, yeah, yeah. she's monarchy. Right? Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. She's definitely monarchy. But have you seen, have you seen the Spanish princess? Yeah, that dude gave up his throne for her, man. Can you play Hot. it? Hot. I'm out. Hot. I, 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 I'm just saying. Because I give it, I give it up. Hot. You're next in line. No, I'm good. <laughs> The Kings won, won the Stanley Cup on Friday night in double overtime. How we digress. <laughs> yeah, quick. Quite, quite fitting for this series. Uh, was it three or four of the games that went into overtime? I think all of them went into overtime. I think all but one yeah. of the so, final. So four of the five. I think. We were to understand when that game was Yeah, fun. which was, was fun because uh, during the breaks, you know, when – between innings, uh, when events would happen that were were exciting, uh, they would play it up on the board, and uh, it was. I'm not saying we, it was like we were there, but the crowd would enough. erupt. It was pretty cool to be like in a stadium when the and, updates and, would know, come we on. Talk, we talk about these apps. I got to give props to the uh, NBC Sports app because my kid was watching. He was watching real time with no delay or no yeah. crash. Him and half the him and half the stadium. Him and half the stadium. Because we would know when things had happened. Because everybody started everybody cheering. started cheering and nothing was going on You're in like, the field. What's going on in the field? The guy just he just stepped off the bow. Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just shook off a call, man. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to throw that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But uh, yeah, Alec Martinez poked in the game winner. Uh, with double about, overtime. With about five minutes left right. in the second overtime. So Martinez put one past the goalie. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, a couple thousand.
thousand times a year. What happened to our bike over there? I was it all a, a, a school? Uh, I blame the guest. Uh, I got um, kids. Oh man. You know, and then uh, on Monday the Kings had their championship parade. You know, I didn't work on Monday. I was actually. Kind I thought there was over three hundred thousand people there. I, I have a friend who worked it. Uh, I have a couple of friends who four, worked it. Four straight calls. Somebody that wants to get a hold. They of need you, man. Get me yet. Uh, Just take it on the air. Take it on the air. Yeah, man. Put it on. You're live on Super Bowl. Whoa, you're uh, live on Super <laughs> Um Yeah, I guess really the only news on Monday. Nobody, nobody really caused any trouble at the parade. Three people got arrested. That's pretty impressive. Only one. Oh, got, only one got booked. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Friend who was working it so actually happened people, to be working the, the other, the other the two field jail. Just, the other two were just detained and then released. It was like the it's like uh, fly fishing in certain lakes. Yeah. <laughs> Catch and release. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, nobody cited. It's pretty impressive for a hockey crowd. Really? Yeah. I mean, really is. No, if, no, that's kind of normal. It, it would be impressive if it was a Laker crowd. Yeah, this would be, <laughs> if it was a Laker crowd and less than I was just thinking of a hockey crowd around. somewhere other than L.A. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like Chicago, you well, know, yeah, or I gotcha, I gotcha. New York. <laughs> it would have been different, I Had imagine. Had the Rangers won. Had the Rangers won, there are probably more arrests, I'm yeah. thinking. <laughs> there you go. Entirely possible. That's <laughs> the whole stop and frisk thing, but other than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a different world. Um, but I guess, I don't know, I don't even want to give it too much too much uh, credence, but, you know, Eric Garcetti, the mayor of L.A. You know, what, you're, he was having fun. You know, here's the thing, and listen, we're a goddamn radio show, so we say fuck a lot. But we're not the mayor representing a major city of the, you know. I think there's a certain decorum that goes along with being the mayor. You know, unless, if we're under attack or some bullshit, I expect the president to go, oh, oh fuck these guys, we're kicked ass. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't see the mayor. It's not very I, I, I think it's, I, it's not presidential, but you know what I'm saying. I, I think uh, he, he, I could get by with that. You know, or your big poppy. We, I yeah, we need, we need another war hero president before yeah, but, anyone's allowed to But that. Yeah, but I, I can get by with big poppy, you know, because we just, you know, they, you know, those guys got attacked and blown up. So. The mayor just, I mean, it was it was so scripted, and I, I thought it was a little bullshit. Well, the guy's a great A douche. I think this is probably the coolest <laughs> thing he's ever done, to be honest. I, mean, I, I, just, I, think it's, I think it's a wrong venue for it. I just, I just, uh, there were children there. Ah, you know. Won't someone please think of the children? <laughs> you always got to think of the children. I just think, you know, when you're the mayor, you got to, you got to, there's a certain decorum that comes along with the position, that's all. And he openly mocked it. Yeah. I mean, never be caught on a photo with a drink in your hand. Yeah. And never swear. Which just means it's so, that's why I say it was so scripted. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah it was definitely scripted, yeah. yeah. And the guy's a douchebag. Yeah. yeah, he is. So... <laughs> I don't know. I, I gave it about as much attention, I think, as it deserves. As we just did. Yeah. <laughs> Bo, do you got anything else? Uh, the Kings won the Stanley Cup. Oh! Twice. Twice in three years. Three. There you have it. Another edition of T-Bow. If I had a dollar Well, I'd spend it all on you And I'd buy you all the things That you've grown accustomed to 
Cause if I had a dollar I'd waste every cent on you But until I have a dollar Well I hope my heart will do If I had a quarter Well I'd take you to the mall Let you try on all the dresses Look so pretty in them all Cause if I had a quarter I'd waste every cent on you Until I have a quarter Well, I hope my heart will do And I hope my heart will do Cause it's all I have by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. This is Doc Johnson, 
Gary Corman. And Alan Frank. We're the Heat, Heat Seekers, Seekers, and, and you're listening, listening to Swoops World. And welcome back to Swoops World on Talk Show Real Network. Yeah, the Heat Seekers, we want to thank the Heat Seekers for making that, that show ID for us. Uh, apparently, they, uh, they've been together, they were together a long time, and they've done some great stuff with uh, movie tunes and uh, show tunes and stuff like that. And I saw somewhere they invited us uh, recently to their last show. They were... Uh, moving on to different things. So, oh, yeah. Uh, 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 hope they hope them all well and whatever they do, decide to do. But we had a blast every time the Heat Seekers were in studio with us. Yeah, yeah, fun guys. Absolutely fun. We are wrapping things up. We want to thank International Nova for uh, joining us tonight. Uh, check him out. Uh, check out his website. Go to swoopsworld.com. Click on the International Nova on Swoops World Late Night, and within that post you will be able to link to his uh, his website and find out everything you want to find out about him. Those of you listening on the TalkStream live app, Talks, uh, <laughs> Swoops World app uh, for the iPhone and Android devices, and all the other ways you listen to us, we really appreciate it, truly appreciate it. Those of you who download us each week on iTunes, thank you so much. Do us a favor, leave us a review and a comment on the iTunes website there. It's really good for us and helps us uh, show up in other people's searches. We appreciate that. DraftKings, man. Well, DraftKings is a cool site where you can go and pick some fantasy sports on a short-term basis every day, every week, uh, whatever you feel like. You don't have to be locked in all season long. And you can get there by going to swoopsworld.com slash DraftKings or by clicking on the banner on the right side of the page. It says $20 million guaranteed. That's because they give away a bunch of money. And if you go through Swoopsworld to get there, you get a free entry into a big money giveaway. That is DraftKings.com, your stop for short-term fantasy needs. Absolutely. Audible.com. Audible.com is a uh, great way to listen to those books that you uh, maybe don't have time to read or, as I was, I was driving home from San Diego on Sunday night. Kids were, or a kid was in the car and was like, hey, let's, you know, we got we to gotta entertain them some way. Uh, we put on The, uh, the Hobbit. And my daughter liked that quite a bit, actually. Um, great way to listen to the books uh, that you loved or find new books. Uh, I was actually, as we were searching, hundred. We've been we've been touting a hundred thousand titles. There's actually a hundred and fifty thousand titles. Nice. So, um, great way to you know, while you're working out, while you're driving, whatever, to uh, listen to some some great stuff. Uh, great talent out there doing that. Uh, if you go to the Swoops World homepage or any of our other pages, you will click on through there and we'll earn a few bucks. What's that site? AudibleTrial.com forward slash Swoops World. There you go. So check it out. Audible.com is a great way to uh, to listen to some good stuff. Nice. How about that uh, Where to Bike Orange County? Where to Bike Orange County is uh, a book I wrote, part of a travel series, of which there's about 12 or so. I covered Orange County, 85 rides, everything from the 30 or so kid rides that are totally car-free to the 50-plus rides that are for, you know, the the more uh, recreational riders who are looking to explore Orange County. There's everything from very casual rides to the much, much more challenging 50, 60-mile rides with lots of hills and climbs. Every ride has uh, an accurate ride log, map, things to do, places to stop, uh, and a little bit of history. There is a companion app to go with it. Check it out. Where to bike Orange County? You can buy this in your local bike shops. Uh, the nearby – we're in Long Beach here, so the nearby um, – 
LA and Orange County REIs, Barnes and Nobles are carrying it. And of course, if you go to the Soups World homepage and click on the uh, the ad there, it will take you to Amazon, that monster, uh, you know, place where you can buy <laughs> everything, and they will ship it right to your doorstep. And I can endorse it. I've used, I've written several rides in the book. Uh, I was going to write another one this weekend, but my kid has a tournament out of town, so uh, <laughs> be the following weekend. I'm going to pick up another ride right out of the book there, and. Uh, uh, I have I got to give you props, man. Like I told you uh, uh, last week, I believe I rode uh, one of the rides. I read the uh, the, the description you gave, uh, and you talked about the, the headwinds. The wind, yeah, that's that right. Huh? And uh, it was as described. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, kind of like when you uh, when you, uh, you you order something on eBay, and then they you want you to deliver a result uh, a, a rating that says as described, or uh, you done any internet dating, and you realize that <laughs> it's also not as described. <laughs> this is actually as described, man. Was exactly the way you been you wrote about it. Uh, the entire ride was exactly the way you described it. The the headwinds, uh, the the trail, the Everything. Uh, so m- m- many props to you. On, oh, well, thank uh, you. Such a wonderful book. Uh, for all your fitness needs, contact our good friend Jack Nunn over at Rollworks Fitness. If you want to get fit and get in shape, stay in shape, train for a specific event, Jack Nunn is your guy. You want to check him out in Long Beach, 5750 Boathouse Lane, or you can give him a call at 562-688-1716, or look him up at www.rox.com. Dot com, no, works. Let them know the Swoops Road sent you, and your first week is free. Color Patterns, man. Color Patterns is an awesome, cool new app for uh, your iPad. Get into the App Store right now and get it. It's only $1.99. And with Color Patterns, you get to finger paint to your heart's delight. Uh, all of the lines are there for you already. You just got to pick the colors and do some work. And if you mess up, you can hit undo. Uh, you can, uh, you know, pick all the colors that you want and really have a good time with it. And you don't have to just follow numbers. You can really, you know, explore the studio space. And then when you like what you've done, you can share it all over the internet. You can print out a postcard of it, send it to your friends all over the world. And did I mention that it's only a dollar ninety nine? And it's brought to you by Talk Story Media, the same folks that let us continue to do this show every week here in studio. It's in the App Store. Color patterns. Absolutely. And last but not least, uh, you got to check out Peter's art. His, uh, tell us about your prints, Peter. Uh, dude, you caught me off guard there. I man. know. That's how I work. Uh, that's how we roll. So uh, I've, got a, uh, I've got a – I do some art now and again. It's, um, I'm doing lino cuts and uh, all sorts of cool oil-based prints and uh, small prints, uh, usually of 12 to 15 and a whole range of stuff. Uh, and you can check that out at uh, PeterMichaelArt.com. And uh, go there and check it out and buy one of these. They're about, most of them all run around 25 bucks, And uh, they're, they're pretty cool. They're something, a little something for everybody. They are outstanding. <laughs> and there, as he's right, there's a little something for everybody. Uh, I, I actually am the proud owner of uh, one of his pieces. Uh, uh, one of his, those pieces, I have one of his sculptures, too. And I, I don't think you can talk him into uh, to carving anything unless you actually do a commission these days. That's right. But uh, the man's amazing artist, so check him out, <laughs> petermicroart.com. Any last words of wisdom there, T-Bone? Don't use it all up, huh? Yeah. Right as if you'll read forever. <laughs> no, 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 because he ripped me off. Don't rip me off. God damn it. <laughs> That's a little bastard. 
<laughs> Peter. Uh, you know what? To just go Team USA, man. They're, they're, they might actually advance to that to group stage. Portugal on Sunday. Exactly. Yeah. Watch the World Cup support. Uh, Portugal support. is definitely beatable. Exactly. Sure, check it out. Get on your bike and ride and dream as if you live forever. Live as if you die today. Good night, all. The views and opinions expressed by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Talk Story Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors.